millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to The Trader, a traitor's podcast. My name's Matthew. I'm a writer working in TV development, and I am regretfully this season a hundy faithful. The Trader features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award winning hit TV competition series, The Traitors, as well as interviews with contestants from the shows. This season of the podcast is dedicated to... The Traitors Australia Season 2, which is why I am maintaining this accent for the entire introduction. I'll stop now. This is it. We've made it the finale of a, quite frankly, unbelievable season of The Traitors. A strange season, a shocking season, and a bloody fantastic season, that's what I say. This is such an epic deep dive we are about to embark on. So no TT News update for now. Instead, we should forge ahead and meet my returning guest co-host. Continuing the trader trend, my guest for the final episode could only be David Bloomberg. David is a survivor and general reality TV expert, blogger and content creator and is currently covering season 25 of Big Brother US, which you can find on the Rob Has A Podcast Network and through David's social media. If you're a long-time listener of The Trader, then you will also be well acquainted with David on all three previous finale recap episodes for season one of UK, US and Australian traitors. David, how are you doing today? Good, good. Uh, you know, I'm happy to be back. Uh, this finale was definitely better than a leech in the crotch. <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome back. Uh, I'm I'm able to use the exact same question that I asked you last time, uh, so I didn't need to change anything. My question is, how have you enjoyed the Australian season of The Traitor so far? <laughs> it's funny. I, I feel like you just asked me that not too long ago. <laughs> we finished that just in time, didn't we? We did. Uh, uh, it was good. It, it, well, it was. Ah, you you stumped me. My natural reaction, <laughs> as you heard, was to say it was good. But was it was it really good? You know, it was there were entertaining parts, but. You know, mostly it's it's a good thing I didn't have things to throw at my TV when I was watching. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I was uh, talking to someone else and they said, how can you go on a podcast and talk about it? I would just be screaming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have done quite a lot of shouting this season. Yes. <laughs> uh, I can relate to that point. I, I've i loved this season. I've absolutely loved it. Um, and I'm sure we, we, we have so much to talk about today. Um, 
the I, I we I don't know too much about what you think of the finale itself because I wanted to just get your fresh, mm-hmm. genuine take on it. So we didn't we didn't discuss it before we started recording. I have predictions about your opinions on certain things, so we'll we'll see if that pans out. Uh, before we get right into it, uh, David, are you ready to play our podcast game, The Trader Traitor? I am. Excellent. Now, for listeners who may be joining us for the first time, I'm going to explain our game. The not-so-secret mission for David and I from here on in is to tell one lie to one another. The lie has to be a fabrication or a made-up fact, big or small, about the traitors or about ourselves or about anything. For example, David could at some point lie and tell me that he's been in touch with Roger personally and found out that they filmed three alternative endings to this season of The Traitors. However, uh, David's lie couldn't be a fake opinion, so he couldn't pretend to hate the way the season ended when in fact his true feelings are that he loved the way the season ended. (laughs) At the end of the episode, we each have to put our traitor hunting skills to the test and decide what we thought the other person's lie was. David, ready to go for it and lie to me again. I am. And, you know, the worst part is that, uh, you know, we were talking before we started recording and I said two things that I could have gotten you to fall for <laughs> as a lie and realized it afterwards. Like, yes. ah, ah, but, I got to gotta do a better job of this here. Yeah, I have but to save I, those. I, I, yeah, I do want to stop you because I was very surprised when you told me we were going to be recapping episode nine because I thought the finale was after the season ended when they banished Annabelle in episode five. <laughs> yeah, it should have. I mean, a part of it died for me there. <laughs> so it should have been the end. Yes. Uh, I thought you were going to say you were you were surprised it was episode nine because you thought there would be more episodes than that, which I did as well. I thought there would be at first I thought there were 12 episodes. And then when I thought about how many contestants there were, I thought, oh, they have some there are less contestants than last year or fewer contestants that are only 10 episodes. And then it ended up being nine, uh, which we, we may end up talking about. As as we work our way through yeah. the episode, I think they just wanted to put us out of our misery. <laughs> yes, that might be the case. Uh, without further ado, then let's get into it. The final episode, episode nine of the Traitors Australia season two. Let's go for it. To start then, we have a recap of some of the big moments of the season. We have a bit of a contestant montage. We're reminded of some people, uh, Ash, uh, Elias, Angelica. These these people feel like a lifetime ago. Uh, yeah. I've forgotten who some of them are. We see a collage of some of the missions they've done. We're reminded of the original three traitors, Sam, Ash, Blake. Of course, two of them are still with us. Ash was caught in episode three after Sam masterminded uh, this sort of backstabbing against his own fellow traitor, followed by a faithful being banished at every single banishment since. Uh, the, The narrative that's being fed to us in this montage is very much about Sam. It's all about Sam running things. Sam's in control of the game. We're reminded that Camille was recruited not so long ago. 
And now we've reached our final five. We are left with two faithful and three traitors. Our faithfuls being Sarah and Liam. Surely it's it's impossible for the faithful now. It's, it's really difficult to imagine at the beginning of the episode how the faithful could possibly turn this around. Uh, we we have a clip of Camille saying that she wants the three traitors to win. We've got a clip of Sam insisting that he's done all the work so he deserves to win. <laughs> I'm I I'm good. Well, let's let's actually stop at this point. <laughs> I kind of think this is true. I think he kind of I know I Sam's so unlikable and I want to hate him, but I kind of also think well, he probably does deserve to win. What, what do you think? Well, see, this was interesting because I know you asked at the end of episode seven, you asked your guest who they want to win. And you both went back and forth a little. And I was thinking, I don't want any of these people to win. <laughs> uh, and, uh, I, you know, which didn't seem likely, you know, or even yeah. an option at the time. Mm. Um, I mean, Sam's saying he's done all the work. He has, but he's done terrible work. The real people <laughs> who have done all the work to advance the cause of the traitors are the faithful. Yes, the bad faithful. And, <laughs> and, yeah. And so, you know, like Camille in that same uh, or, you know, nearly that same uh, series of clips you were talking about was saying it was theoretically possible a faithful could get to the end, but not these faithful. The <laughs> yeah. blind leading the blind. Um, I mean, it was it was just so bad. And that's why I enjoyed, I think, right after that, the recap of Sarah and Liam just being so utterly clueless over and over and over again. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't feel like it was Sam doing the work. Yes, a lot of the season was told through Sam's ego. Uh, and about Sam's ego. And each week, I kept waiting for him to get knocked down because that's just the reality TV trope. They show the ego and then they knock him down. And it kept going and going. And I'm like, when is this going to happen? It has, <laughs> surely it has to happen at some point. Yeah. And it didn't. <laughs> and here we are in the finale. <laughs> yes. It, it's unbelievable. Um in, in this montage of clips as well, I, I felt like most of the focus was on Camille and Sam. So when I was, you know, watching this, and I, I watched it less than 24 hours ago, mm -hmm. I thought at this point, it's going to come down to Sam or Camille. I thought one of, I just felt that that was what was being presented to us. And in a way, it kind of is what ends up happening, but I absolutely didn't predict what does end up happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I had come in uh, on another podcast predicting um, that Camille would win. Yeah, because uh, I, you know, and I was all ready to talk about how, uh, see, this is what you get for recruiting a trader at such a late phase. And is it fair for her to win as a trader in this and that? And as it turned out, only part of that is actually applicable um, because. I do think recruiting a trader at that late stage was part of the problem, both for Sam and the show. Yeah. After our recap segment, then we cut, st we're straight into a mission. We're at the mission immediately. There's no breakfast. There's no chit chat. We have some slow-mo red tracksuits down the stairs. It's 
almost funny. <laughs> and I <laughs> I just watched this. The, these five people coming down the stairs, and again, I think, how do you not know Sam is a traitor? <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. Look around you. I mean, I know that only applies to two of them, but I think, Sarah, look look who you're with. Come come on. Uh, but we'll, we'll get there. Uh, and you're right, Camille, I, I, think, I think around about this point, Camille says, it is possible the faith could win, just not these faithful. And I, I did laugh at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think we can go back to, uh, you know, also, again, when we were talking about Sam, you know, episode seven, Liam was saying the traders are doing a really good job. And I'm sitting here yelling at my TV going, no, you're just doing a really <laughs> bad job. <laughs> <laughs> Sam speaks a little bit here and he claims that Camille is in his back pocket and he says that's why he recruited her uh, it's, it's just another classic example of Sam uh, <laughs> Sam's ego and mm -hmm. I don't know how much of it to believe I, I don't know I still don't know how how genuine is all is Sam completely playing a character is he just playing up to the camera's or does he really believe everything he's saying? And I still don't know what the answer is. I think it's both. <laughs> I think he was playing up to the cameras. And I mean, it's hard to get inside his head. And I'm not sure I want to be there. But uh, <clears throat> I, I do think he started doing certain moves that affected his game because he was playing up to the cameras. You know, this whole thing about thinking that Camille is in his pocket, I do believe that he thought that. Yeah. Because otherwise, it was really stupid to recruit her. Yeah. And so the only reason it would ever make sense is if he really believed he had full control over her. Sure. So, yeah, I do think he 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 thought that. But as with most of his harebrained schemes, he was wrong. It's just that she was better than the rest. <laughs> I bet, yeah. 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 <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't be difficult. Uh, <laughs> the we we move into one of the cars then and, and they've put the three traitors together. So Sam, Blake, and Camille are all riding to the mission together. And Sam is saying all three of them can go to the end together. They can do this as a team. Uh, and I Already, I'm thinking, no, no effing way. Like, <laughs> surely they're not going to believe anything Sam is saying. Come on. Uh, Blake's worried a little bit, as is Sam, about Liam, because last night it seemed like Liam finally clicked and finally turned on Sam and Camille. He pointed to both of them. He said, I think you're a traitor, points at Sam, and I think you are, and he points at Camille. And here's the here's the other thing, by the way, about that. He had no reason to say that. He believed there was going to be a murder at Final Five, which people who have watched the show before know there is no murder at Final Five. Yes. And I think that's a symptom of the season overall, is that, you know, other than Annabelle and a couple others, nobody had any clue what was going on in terms of the overall show structure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you managed to listen to uh, it's only it's only just gone online as we're recording, but I 
my interview with Annabelle is online now. Yes. And it's one of the things that Annabelle said that she said she she said she could count on one hand the number of other contestants who had also watched the show. She said most of them had had watched a couple of episodes to to figure out what it was. Mm-hmm. None of them had watched other versions of it or watched the first Australian season all the way to the end. So yeah, I yeah. don't think they had a great understanding of what was really going on. Which I mean, let me just say how bad that is. I mean, that that's <laughs> just that's just terrible. And I'll say that about any show you go on, whether it's Survivor, Big Brother, anything. Watch the show. I don't care if you binge watch it. You won't get the same understanding, but at least you'll have a clue how it's going on. And I won't really say anything uh, spoilery about the New Zealand season, which ran almost concurrently with this. But it was an interesting comparison because when you look at the New Zealand players, almost everyone had clearly done their research. Yeah, they it seemed like they watched all the English language seasons and they knew how things were going to go and they knew the strategy and they knew the moves. And just seeing these two run up against each other was so interesting in this, you know, divergence of gameplay. Yeah. Funnily enough, I I, I don't know this, but I would guess that Sam probably was one of the players who knew what was going on? He 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 was so decisive that I got mm-hmm. the impression he he got how it worked and he understood how to get away with things and how to talk people out of things. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sam had watched a whole season. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, Sam uh, Sam was annoyed that of course there was no murder last night. Uh, <laughs> maybe that just should, maybe he didn't know what was what maybe he hadn't seen it before. I'm not sure. Uh, he kind well, of. Well, I think he was just annoyed. Whether whether he had seen it or not, <laughs> I think he was just annoyed. He didn't get to knock someone out. You know. Yes. Uh, yeah. He wanted to get rid of Liam uh, as soon as Liam yeah. had mentioned them. He kind of mocks Roger a bit, which I'm not happy about. Uh, anyway, at this point, um, b- before we keep talking about what happens in the mission, I thought I could I would I would stop here. And just do a bit of theorizing about what could potentially happen in this episode. So, assuming there would be, and these are my notes that I took as I was watching it, right? Mm-hmm. So, at this point, I stopped and I thought, right, I assume there's going to be a banishment followed by an end game, which is what ended up happening. Right. There were two main possibilities, I reckoned. Possibility one, they banish a traitor at the banishment. And then maybe the faithfuls believe. There's only one left. And I thought they might then at the end game all vote and eliminate one or more traitors. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's how they, the faithful might win. Or or possibility two, they just banish another faithful. <laughs> <laughs> and the remaining one single faithful person is then screwed. And the traitors then can do whatever they want. They're probably right. just going to gang up on that one remaining faithful. Or, or there's the possibility that the remaining traitors gang up on one another. And they at, at this point, I thought they would be allowed to do what they did in the, the UK one, which was, and, and the US one, I think, which was to con- they decide when they want to stop voting. Mm-hmm. So I thought Roger would keep asking, do you want to vote again? Do you want to vote again? So I thought if that happens, the traitors could just keep going. They you know, they could just vote 
to keep voting someone mm-hmm. out and whittle it down until there's two of them left. Uh, but it, 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 it doesn't work out that way. They they don't really allow them to keep voting. They have a banishment. They do an end game. It's done. Yeah, I I thought. I think that the difference is because it got down to all traders. So there was no point in them all saying, yes, we want to keep voting. Well, yeah, I guess. Or not. And I also think, I suspect, because they were gathered around a fire, I suspect he still did the thing of, you know, do you want to keep voting? It was just cut because it was so obvious. Even he said, there's obviously still a (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, but I thought going into the episode that Camille would work with someone, whether it was Blake, whether it was the faithful, and knock out Sam or Blake, one of them, at least at that final five. Yeah. And then, you know, that she would somehow then get them to knock out the other one and she would be the sole traitor left. And she was, like I said earlier, I was all prepared to talk about how this is why you shouldn't recruit someone that late, etc. But I didn't realize, I mean, I knew Sarah was bad. And I'm sorry, Sarah. I, I, you, 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 you seem like a very nice person. (laughs) I, I want to play poker against you. I want to play anything for money against you. You are bad. You are so, so bad. I mean, she even said, I have not used so many brain cells in my life. What did you use them on? (laughs) I mean, or was that a misquote? I did not lose so many brain cells in my life. I mean, yeah, she stuck around to be the, the final one because nobody saw her as a threat because she never, ever, ever knew what was going on. And even at the very end, but, and I know we're jumping ahead uh, a little bit here, but I I did not foresee that the traders would not be willing to work with her because they could not trust her. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was a twist I didn't see coming. And that directly led to the outcome because if, if Blake had felt like he could work with someone, if Camille felt like he could, she could, I think that it would have been a different outcome. Yeah, I I feel the same way. Uh, I, I also predicted. I didn't. I didn't think the first banishment would go the way the first banishment went. And <laughs> at that same line from Sarah about using so many brain cells, I was also very confused when she said that, and I thought I had misheard it because I thought <laughs> I. You, I don't see much evidence of that. And Sarah's presumably a very clever person. She's a psychotherapist, so she's obviously intelligent. I all, I, I in defence of Sarah, all I can think of is she must have just worked herself in knots and become so carried away and confused that at some point, quite early on in the game, she had talked herself into utter confusion and just I, I just get the impression she was never thinking clearly that she she was just uh so baffled and confused and maybe anxious and nervous and uncomfortable that she just could never think straight and there was no point in her being in the game anymore 
Yeah, I mean, and I, uh, you know, I really hate to extend anything past the game to real life, but her real life, she's supposed to help other people sort out their problems. <laughs> and, you know, uh, in this game, she couldn't help anybody sort out anything. Now, in real life, presumably her, her clients, her patients are not hopefully lying to her and trying to mislead her. <laughs> yeah. So there is that they actually want help. They actually are, are seeking her true advice. Uh, so, you know, she, it, she just may not be used to dealing with dishonesty of this level. Yeah, sure. That, that would make sense. Uh, and so speaking of Sarah, we back and back to the episode, we yes. move from the traitor car to the faithful car. So we've got Sarah and Liam together and Sarah says, she suspects Sam and Camille, uh, and it's you know uh, she she suspects Sam because of what Liam said last night. <laughs> but we have seen Sarah do this throughout the season. That during the episode, during the main part of the episode, we hear Sarah say, "Oh, I think Sam's a traitor." It just doesn't ever last. It, it, we get excited and we think, "Yes, yeah, Sarah, you figured it out finally." <laughs> And then you just need to wait 10 minutes and it, the thought seems to disappear from her head. I mean, um, in in this case, who else was she going to say also? I mean, she was in the car true. with Liam. So there was literally, <laughs> I mean, she's not going to say to Liam, oh, I think it's you. True. Uh, but yes, the, the entire rest of the season, there's no, that excuse doesn't exist. Yeah. And at this point, I also thought what you mentioned a few minutes ago, that when I see Sarah and Liam talking about Sam, I thought, oh, if they bring this up in front of Camille or Blake, then it's going to encourage Camille or Blake to mm -hmm. join forces with them and turn on Sam. But they just don't. So <laughs> we get to the mission then. Um, so R Roger arrives uh, at, at the mission in a van looking like he has just escaped from the Matrix. Very strange outfit. Uh, we are at this mansion. They're given a map and tools to find and steal some treasure. Uh, there is $50,000 available, which would take the the grand prize to $212,000 if they find it all. I get, I'm going to repeat what I said in episode seven of the podcast, which was... I just feel like there's no jeopardy here because I already assume they're going to win all of it or almost all of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just, it doesn't enter my head that there's a possibility they're not going to win any silver here. So I don't really care about the mission. Uh, <laughs> they have, they have a 30 minute time limit. Roger tells him he's the getaway, tells them he is the getaway driver and off they go. They, they find the first silver bars with zero apparent difficulty. They, they walk to a don't, pond, I, don't, there's some don't silver. Don't forget the leeches. Don't forget the leeches. <laughs> yeah, sorry, there's leeches. <laughs> well, in her <laughs> yeah. mind, there are leeches. I don't yeah. know that there are actual ones. <laughs> yes, Sarah. Uh, I've just written, it's boring. Um, yes. They find some silver. They find some more silver. They find some more silver. Sarah doesn't want to go in the water. Uh, we we then kind of get these little flashbacks to important things that have happened throughout the season. So we have a bit of a focus on Sarah. She flashes. Well, she doesn't flash back. <laughs> I don't yeah. think Sarah thinks back to anything that's happened. Um, <laughs> the editors flashback to her fiasco with Payden, which was sort of episode one and episode two, followed by a montage of her just being confused in general. Uh, and that really annoying clip at the Red Banishment, the Banishment of Annabelle, 
when Sarah puts her hand up and just goes, I don't see any evidence uh, that just made that was one of the scream at the TV moments. She admits that she's struggled and that she has had no idea what's going on for most of the game. Yes, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, what my favourite clip here is the little clip they show from the mission where they had to climb up the hill with a backpack. So they just show this clip of Sarah crawling on the hill again. Of course they've showed that. I I want someone who's very clever at these things to edit that clip with uh, the Kate Bush song running up that hill, just playing yeah. over the top. <laughs> <laughs> just ridiculously, I would that would make me laugh. <laughs> uh, what, what are your thoughts on this mission, uh, David? Well, you know, part of the mission uh, was uh, digging through cow manure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we already know that Liam and Sarah are really bad at separating silver from manure, <laughs> you know, <laughs> metaphorically. Yes, it's a nice uh, metaphor. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think it's funny that uh, this was definitely a lower budget for the finale than uh, before. Definitely. Um, in in that regard, it uh uh, you know, showed the, uh, the, 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 you know, maybe they didn't have quite as much to spend this time, um, but they'll have next time. Uh, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was also funny to see them like creeping around like, oh, shh, don't splash too much in the puddle or don't do this or don't do that as if. You know, the cops were really going to come or something. And, yeah. you know, of course, it wasn't until the very end when they, you know, move the, the silver bar that's actually inside the house that the alarm starts going off. Yes. Uh, and even then, nothing actually happens except an alarm sounds and then they right. jog quickly. Yes. <laughs> There's, no one is after them. Nothing bad is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I mean, the 30 minute time limit was more important than the alarm going off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, well, 30 minute time limit and inverted yes. commas. Yes. Uh, the part, part of the mission is also uh, they break into a shed with wire cutters. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a bit of a focus on Liam here. He gets his little segment. He finally realizes, yes, Sam has been playing him all along and he feels like he's been doing Sam's dirty work for him. And there is a there's then a montage of Liam nodding along and going along with everything that Sam has ever said to him. Uh, it it must feel quite weird as a contestant at this point. I think that there are only five of you, and you're running around grabbing these silver bars to add to the prize fund, and you must be aware, especially as a faithful, you must be aware mm -hmm. the whole time that a. You're 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 with other people who are lying to you, um, and B, you're probably not going to win. So it must just feel yeah. quite strange to be gathering all this money, knowing I, I, I probably this is probably a lost cause. I'm just finding silver bars for other people to take, uh, or no one to take. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know. Those two faithful have been pretty uh, delusional the entire time. So <laughs> you know, maybe that, even yeah. Maybe that's yeah. not crossed their mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even Roger, uh, you know, fast forward a little bit when he gathers the five together, he says each of them has the opportunity to walk away with the prize. I'm like, no, they don't, Roger. They Stop don't. it. They don't. Stop it. You're not fooling anyone. <laughs> Except maybe those two. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Blake has a bit of a recap moment too. So we see him talking about how being a traitor was great at the beginning. He said that when they got Ash out, it was fantastic. But then things between him and Sam went south. They turned on one another. And that seemed to begin at the again at the banishment of Annabelle because Annabelle revealed, you know, well, Sam was talking about you, Blake, and Sam is preparing to target you very soon. The trust between them broke down. And that led to Blake then voting for Sam at the falling banishment. And so we go back to the mission. Uh I mean it's it, it it's funny because it seemed what when they show us that that Blake segment. I felt like it was setting something up. I thought, oh, they're showing us this because they want us as a viewer to be reminded that Blake and Sam don't trust one another anymore. But that kind of then doesn't actually really come to anything. Mm -hmm. The end of the mission, yeah, we we they break into the house, like you said. They take the silver, an alarm goes off, nothing actually happens. They run to a van, they get in, they won the mon the money, yawn. Uh I I actually felt like this was the most pointless mission of all. <laughs> I just thought, what a disappointment for the finale. Uh, before, we've had helicopters, we've had people jumping into lakes. Even in season one, they... There was, again, there wasn't much jeopardy, but the ab sailed down a big giant waterfall, so at least mm -hmm. it was sort of visually quite impressive, and the, some of the contestants were scared and, and really upset, and we thought maybe they're not going to do it. Cause they I mean, just Sarah was scared of those crotch leeches, <laughs> so don't, yeah. don't, you know, sorry. don't dismiss her real fear. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, and, that's true. And we had cow down. That's true. Yeah, scrapping stuff. Yeah. The final prize fund then is $208,000. So they must have missed two silver bars mm -hmm. somewhere. Um, I didn't even notice. I wasn't really yeah. Uh, yeah. paying that much attention. Uh, so we move back to the hotel then. I'm scrolling up my notes. I How many pages of notes do I have? I have nine pages of notes. Uh, we're, on oh page, uh, we're on page three now. So Sam is Sam's gearing up for the win. Uh, the traitors meet in the garden. Blake is talking like again, like he naively thinks the three of them will take the prize home, and it's all sorted. Uh, I, I, I'm thinking surely he doesn't really believe what he's saying. If he does, he's very naive. Um, but I assume he's just sort of saving face in front of the others. I. I, I yeah, won't... I think this this whole segment was another pile of cow manure. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you know, I mean, they were just literally BSing each other about, you know, one convincing the other. And, yeah. you know, the, the whole thing was as much as you said, the the uh, the challenge was a waste of time. This whole segment was also a waste of time because who in their right mind is going to believe a word that Sam says? At this exactly. Point. Yeah. So, and we we see it more than once over the next half hour or so. Right. Um, these these kind of fake discussions. At at this point, I really wanted to believe that Blake was quietly plotting his revenge on yes. all the shit that Sam's put him through, and he's just waiting to backstab him. But again, is it really going to go anywhere? Uh, Sam's plan is to go for Liam, the other traitors. I wrote in my notes here, the other traitors agree in inverted commas, hmm. because I thought they weren't really agreeing. 
but I was wrong. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That goes back to what I said. I thought they would, you know, get together and and go after Sam. And aha, that would be his downfall. But no. Yeah. Uh, mind uh, the the. In all of my discussions with people about this season, when pe- uh, people send me messages on Instagram and say, oh, have you watched the latest episode? The most common word I have used in responses to people is simply mind-blowing. For <laughs> for all sorts of reasons, mind-blowing. Mind-blowing in terms of I'm so entertained, it's exciting, I'm really enjoying it. And usually mind-blowing because it mind-blowingly stupid of <laughs> mind-blowing stupidity over and over again uh so sam now uh he he also has decided that he wants to turn sarah and liam on one another i don't really know why he wants to do this because i sort of think well he's got his two traitors these these two fellow traitors have his back that's already three against two I sort of think it doesn't really matter what Sarah and Liam do. The tra- It looks like, well, as far as Sam's concerned, the traitors are going to stick together and get Liam out. Why does he care about turning Sarah and Liam against one another? Or maybe Sam I, is actually smarter than I realise. And- I, yeah, I think in this one instance, Sam is right. Because if, I mean, if we can see this guy, I, I mean, I, I know Sam has blinders on and, you know, views everything from his own unique egocentric viewpoint. But if Camille and Blake were going to try anything, then it makes sense to turn the other two against each other. And maybe, you know, and, you know, we heard Blake uh, talking about, again, how just bad Sarah is in terms of being able to trust her, yeah. how unreliable she is. And indeed, she she says uh, eventually, my head is telling me Liam is probably a traitor. And it's like, yeah, Sarah, your head's been wrong all game. So yeah. great track record. Yeah, you. But if those two, if Liam had been able to convince Sarah, then only Camille would need to flip. Yeah, yeah. So I noticed that at this point in the episode, Sam... Well, I've noticed this all the way through the season, but Sam is so gleeful, is the best word I can think of. Gleeful <laughs> in his inter- interviews. Um, and I, I I, mean, outside of Annabelle, he is the talk of the season. I think he's the main character mm-hmm. who is creating the most um, ruckus on social media. <laughs> Uh, it's his his manner, his confidence. I I'm so far I'm surprised at your reaction to Sam. Uh, I thought you would be very very pro Sam, but you've been more critical than I thought. Uh, it's well, well and it's you... because it, I mean, I I think let me let me uh, try to read you here. <laughs> I think that you believe that I would be pro Sam because he's playing the game. And yeah. I am always in favor of the strategic game players. But the thing is, he's playing the game poorly. He has been all season playing poorly. He has been making bad moves, moves that should not have worked. He's been lucky that as bad as he has been, the faithful have been worse. Yeah, and, I can see and, that. Or so I, you or know, Sam realizes how bad the faithful are. And so he knows he can get away with what would normally be bad decisions. I, I, that's the way I see it, that he knows how useless they are. And so he kind of can 
I think if the, if it was a better group of faithful, Sam would have known to play it differently. Maybe not. I, I'm I'm yeah. I guessing. don't know. I mean, he you know at least from the clips we saw at the very beginning, you know, he was declaring himself the best trader ever, like two episodes into the he show was, or something. He was, and he couldn't have known how bad these faithfuls <laughs> were yet. Um, and so it's just yeah, he's making very basic errors but nobody is catching on to them and so yeah and and you know as we'll get to here i think one of those errors is what comes back to haunt him yeah and absolutely. it's an error that he should not have made and that's you know that's one reason i'm not high on yeah and we definitely will uh, have a lot to say about that mm -hmm. uh, one one more thing about sam just for now is i am amazed Sam's very young, so he's in his early twenties, to which to me is very young. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm I am impressed that he I think he's very attuned to what works on TV. And I think his plan is 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 to be a TV star. Um he did a little Instagram uh video on his page where he talks now you know, a spoiler full video that he just put on Instagram saying, oh, he here's... And he sort of talks through the season and he's like, oh, this happened and then I did this and here's why I did this. And he, he briefly says, oh, now what, uh, I want to get into acting. And I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> I think he knows what it is to be a good reality TV star. So I think he's, he's smart enough to know that maybe he's, people online are going to hate him and say horrible things about him, but... He's quite aware that that's what's going to get him ahead. Uh, okay, so I, I'm going to ask you something here, uh, because I think that was your lie. I, I'm going to I'm going to call out your lie early, uh, because I understand now. I don't follow him on Instagram, but I understood that he was staying away from social media and, in fact, may have left the country for a while. I promise that was not my line. Okay. I, I, it's absolutely true. Uh, I've, I've started, Sam is following the podcast page uh, and interacting with lots of the posts, which is nice. So I follow Sam back. Okay. He, has, he is in another I don't know how he'll respond to this podcast. Well, I, do you know, I think Sam doesn't care. Um, he did a little video and he looks like he's in some tropical lovely place because it, although Australia's a tropical lovely yeah. place, but it looks like he's by a pool somewhere and he's in his shorts. And so mm -hmm. I don't know where he is, but that, that is, that is true. Sam has this okay. little video on his page. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Sam then he, so he goes to talk to Sarah. He's decided he wants to turn Sarah and Liam against one another. Uh, and he, he speaks to her and he implies that, He's he's just followed Liam. He says it's oh Liam's done all the leading and it. I've just done whatever he wanted. The last three banishments in brackets I've written as if. Um and yeah. he, and he says that it's it's really it's Liam who's doing all the masterminding and now Sam's thinking, Oh, I've been so stupid. Maybe Liam's the traitor all along. And I think this is a bit that you mentioned already. Sarah admits that she's never even considered Liam as a traitor. But maybe she's just blind because she gets on with Liam so well. And I, I thought... She was half right. Surely, is she just acting in front of... She does not for a minute think that Liam's been smart enough to do all this, does she? But I, I think I was wrong again. Uh, Sam then goes and talks to Liam, tries to talk him round. And Liam 
finally I realizes the truth. He realizes everybody who has targeted Sam at banishment rooms, like Annabelle, Luke, Gloria, Simone, has then instantly left the game one way or another, either by being banished or being by being murdered. So Liam now realizes that is too much of a coincidence. And I just wondered at this point, correctly wondered, is it too late for Liam to realize this? Too little, mm-hmm. too late. Uh, but now Liam is on the Sam hunt. So he goes off and talks to Camille and Blake. I know when I was, you know, as I'm watching this episode, I thought if if he could pull this off, it would be incredible. Yeah, it would be unbelievable. If imagine Liam talked around Camille and Blake, and they got Sam out. I thought that would be just, it would be great for Liam. It would be a great moment for the viewers. But as Liam talks to Camille and Blake, they just seem so ambivalent about it. Like they won't really, and that could just be in the edit. But it, we get the impression they, they don't really want to commit to anything and they just sort of act like they're still considering things and they don't really know what to think. Sam and Blake then have another talk. And this is this is one of these moments that you mentioned that it it feels very uncomfortable to me because I don't think that either of them are telling either neither of them are telling right. the truth. And they both know that the other person isn't telling the truth. And it's just this one big long pretend conversation. They're both pretending to the other, I'll take you to the end. But we know that it's all a big mm-hmm. facade and they know it's a facade and we know it's a facade. Um Sam does this thing where he sort of plays the victim a little bit. And he he says, well, Blake, you know, you voted for me at that banishment room. I've never done that to you. How do I know I, I can trust you? How do I know you're not going to do that again? So I, I thought that was maybe clever to for Sam to pretend that he was, he was a bit of a victim here and that Blake was the one that was going to have to prove his his honour. I, I mean, clever if there was an audience, but Blake knew how it really went <laughs> You know, it's it's kind of like if you're having a debate on social media and by debate, I usually mean argument with someone who's not going to change their mind. (laughs) And and so you're it's one thing to say this is why you're wrong. But usually not always. Usually the person on the other end isn't going to change their mind because they don't see it the same way. You're arguing for the others who might be watching and kind of might be on the fence. There's no one watching here. There's no reason to go through all this. Sam is not going to convince Blake that that Sam is the aggrieved party here and that he, oh my gosh, you did these terrible things because Blake knows what happened. And, you know, maybe if Blake had been Sarah, he would have convinced. <laughs> but not Blake. But I thought I... I... I kind of disagree with that a little bit because I think Blake does have a history of making terrible decisions as well in the game. So we've there were there have been several moments where Blake should have just turned on Sam and done everything in his power to get him out, and he just hasn't. So I I don't really trust Blake's judgment that well. So I at this moment I did kind of think. Blake might just be a fool again and <laughs> buy into what Sam's saying. Like, I kind of wouldn't be surprised if Blake just went, oh, well, maybe I should feel bad, just because he never seems to stick to his convictions on Sam. Um, anyway. Uh, I mean, maybe it's possible that that helped convince him not to try and work with the faithfuls 
Um, you know, maybe he was, you know, leaning one way or the other, but it was never going to convince him that he had done Sam wrong. Well, probably not. No, no. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Sarah and Liam talking. And again, we, I get the impression that they are, it seems like they are both going to go for Sam in the banishment room. How wrong am I? And we go back to Blake who realises, and you've mentioned this a few times, he realises what we all realise, that you cannot rely on Sarah for anything in this game. Uh, we, yeah, we've seen throughout the season, she constantly changes her vote as soon as they step into that banishment room and her mind just implodes. Uh, you, you can't bet on her for anything. So here we go. We are ready for the banishment room. Uh, we There's lots of shots of Liam at the beginning, and I think... He looks so innocent, and I know that Liam has been terrible at this game, but I would actually love for him to win, because at least he can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> he, at least I think he's seen the light right at the end. Mm -hmm. You know, at least, uh, uh, like, unlike like Sarah, until her last moment in the game hasn't got a clue at least i think liam's you know at the end of episode eight he finally figured out what was going on so at least that redeems him a little bit even though it's too late so i, I mean just... but that's that's the same about every faithful except for like annabelle and luke they were the only two who held on to any information they didn't you know use it right away yeah and they you know tried to use it more strategically it didn't work out obviously but whereas everyone else each time you know they finally saw the light and boom sam gets rid of them or rather the other faithful get rid of them. <laughs> and because they accused sam and obviously sam's faithful so clear you know um so yeah every faithful keeps seeing the light and that's their last episode yeah it's like oh get a clue please yeah and you've you've reminded me again of something that i am so desperate to ask whatever contestants I can speak to well I, I asked Annabelle and mm -hmm. her answer was I have no idea I, I really want to ask them all why were you all so charmed by Sam like why did none of you ever I know some of them did vote for him from time to time I just am so curious to know yeah why didn't you all just turn on it why were you so blinded to Sam why were you so convinced he was a faithful and I asked Annabelle and she said I don't know I I didn't get the charm <laughs> she and yeah she was just like I don't know what their problem was it was so obvious to me he was a traitor but uh, I I really would love to know what the others would tell well, me about that so let me tell you something that Annabelle told me, uh, because Annabelle, uh, you know, messaged me after she was out and, uh, you know, she had listened to, uh, I think, our podcast here and, and possibly yeah. other podcasts I've done. And she said that I had shared a podcast a while ago and recommended it to prospective traders players. And it was about how reading body language to detect lies is BS. Yeah. And she said it listened, she listened, and it was really helpful. And therefore, because of that, she ignored certain things while other people got caught up in it. So other people were focusing on the little mannerisms, uh, facial expressions, touching their neck, whatever else. 
And she was focusing on logic and evidence. And she said they would not stop going on about it. Yeah. And I think that's why, because Sam is so confident in himself that he didn't have a lot of those characteristics that are supposedly associated with someone who's lying, where some of the other people were not confident or were nervous. And therefore, they may have had and I've extended what she's told me to, you know, what what I've said. But yeah, it's it, it it's just that I, I think that that probably had something to do with it. They were focused on the wrong things. It doesn't matter if someone crosses their arms. It doesn't matter if someone touches their face. Those are all BS. And yes, I know some of these people are former military, former police. I'm sorry. What you're taught in those police courses are also mostly BS. (laughs) You know, you're not going to pick out a criminal because he touched his neck in a certain way. And so, you know, there's there's a reason that a lot of these tells are not really tells yeah and there's also a reason that like i mean obviously this wasn't a polygraph but there's a reason that polygraphs aren't admissible in court because people get nervous and you know sam might have been able to pass a polygraph he's so confident in himself yeah i'm sure he would (laughs) you know and we even saw on a different show uh in the u.s called claim to fame they have a polygraph they don't call it a polygraph at least in the second season they call it a like a heart rate monitor or something but in the season you could see the players like oh her heart rate's going up she's lying and then the next person would come out oh their heart rate's going down. They're lying. And it's like, yeah. wait a minute, you know, and, and it's the same sort of thing. You need to focus on, uh, like she said, the evidence, not on all this extraneous BS. Yeah. And your observation of Sam is something that I've noticed and I agree with that he physically presents himself so calmly. Well, with one or two exceptions in Banishment Room, he he doesn't fidget he he sits with his hands in front of him on the table like this and doesn't really move he doesn't he 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 very slowly scans the room he looks right at people when he's talking to them he speaks fairly slowly uh and very sort of even tempered Mm -hmm. he doesn't he doesn't really shout he doesn't speak erratically he always seems so sort of prepared so I guess that fools people into thinking that he's calm and cool and collected and honest. I guess the exception for me is is when uh, the banish it was episode six. It would have been when Blake had voted for him, but mm-hmm. it didn't matter. And still in the room, he kind of lost his temper to an extent and started immediately asking Blake, why did you just put my name down? So mm-hmm. I thought that was a bit of a giveaway that he was panicking, but no one else picked up on it, so it didn't matter. Yeah, I think you're right, because like one of those supposed tells is if you look away from someone or you don't want to meet their eye contact, he could lie to you looking you dead on in the eyes. Yeah. And I mean, we saw it in what we, what I just described as this this BS session where he was telling Blake and uh, Camille, you know, oh, yeah, well, we'll go to the end. If you didn't know him, you might have believed he sounded sincere and he looked sincere. But we know him and we know he's not. And you're also right. And I think we've talked about this in previous uh, podcasts that 
you know, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you don't defend yourself aggressively, then they're like, oh, well, look at, you know, look at them. If you do, then it's, oh, he doth protest too much. Yeah, absolutely. And he managed to keep that even keel. And, you know, I'm kind of surprised they didn't pick up on him not defending himself more aggressively. But I think that he just earned so much latitude in the way he acted and even in the ash boot early on although they should have seen through that too yeah i i think that's something else that sam mentioned in his video on instagram that i talked about i don't think it's in this i don't think it's in the episode i'm sure it's in his instagram video that he says he talks about that and he says that one of his tactics was in banishment room he he never spoke first he said he didn't ever um begin arguments he said he would wait and if people mentioned him he would calmly defend himself but he made it his sort of rule in his mind not to actively go for people because he thought it would make him look too aggressive and suspicious so his, his tactic was to just sit very calmly and uh and just observe what was happening around about him and i guess it worked yeah so Roger reminds us again of the rules of the game and how it's going to end and what's going to happen, just in case maybe Liam and Sarah still don't understand what the traitor is. Uh, Roger opens up for discussion, and it's a little bit awkward at first. There's sort of lots of glances around. Nobody really knows who should speak up first. Liam's, I think Blake invites Liam to speakers. Liam's the first one to kind of voice his opinions, uh, and he he's... He says he's going for Sam, and he reiterates his theory that Annabelle, Luke, Simone, Gloria all thought Sam was a traitor, and they all then ended up being eliminated somehow. And Sam then turns this around by saying, well, Liam, actually, you were the one who pushed agendas on those players, so it was you who got them out, not me. And Camille joins in with that. She, she seems to go along with that theory, so it looks like she's sticking with Sam. She's backing him up. Mm-hmm. Blake does this thing next where he turns to Sarah and he asks Sarah what she's thinking and I thought he's definitely I, I, well I thought he was doing this because he needed to know what she was about to do he needed to know who she was going to vote for he mm-hmm. needed to know as, as, as much as he can know with Sarah is she going to vote for Sam or is she going to vote for Liam because like he said before and like we've said before she's so unreliable she could sway either way and Sarah says, <laughs> Sarah says, I'm fairly confident that Sam is a traitor, but then I think, hang on a minute, have I been blindsided by Liam? My notes are, good God, Sarah. She <laughs> is the most infuriating player to watch in Banishment ever. She, I, you know, she starts by saying, I'm fairly confident that Sam is a traitor. And I just want to say, stop, just stop there. Don't say any more. You've got it. Don't mm-hmm. don't do any more. Don't go. Don't don't now start looking at Liam. And she she gets really upset. Uh, she's she's torn between her head and her heart. And I do think this game has probably messed with her mind, and she's just exhausted and doesn't know what to think. She says that her heart is telling her that Liam is a faithful, but her head is getting in the way. And actually, she's she says Liam. My head's telling me Liam's a traitor. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why her head's telling her that Liam's a traitor. Uh, 
other than what Sam just said, that I guess Liam brought up Simone in the episode that she was banished. So maybe she she thinks, oh yes, Liam did vote for those faithful who ended up getting banished. Yes, it was him that led that. Other than that, I, I don't know what evidence yeah. there is that Liam was the traitor. Um, there's, there's then a, a very quick cut, I thought, to, Ro- to Roger telling them, okay, it's voting time. And I thought it was quite clever to cut to that because it leaves us in complete suspense over mm-hmm. what Sarah is about to do. I think Sarah probably said a lot more than this, but they want viewers to be in the dark about what's coming and about what the hell she's about to do and what Blake's going to do in turn, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I was pretty sure Sam and Camille are going to go for Liam. I, I wasn't sure what Blake was about to do. And and what's and Sarah? Obviously, we never know. Sarah yeah. Sarah could have written down the name of someone who's not even in the game anymore, and I wouldn't have been surprised. She, she might have written down her own name. Her you own know, name. now you've got me convinced that I'm the traitor. <laughs> I didn't realize it all this time. I yeah, is it I've me? Been, yeah, uh, or just vote for herself because she yeah. just wants out. She's just yeah. like, get me out. This is too much for me, Roger begins the vote with Liam. So he says, Liam, we're coming to you first. And I already thought at this moment, oh, this is bad news. Uh, For starting with Liam, I was kind of already trying to do the maths and think, right, you know, they they engineered the vote reveals in a way that's Mm -hmm. exciting and finishes with someone that'll leave us in suspense. So uh, although I I calculated it wrong, I thought, oh, we've started with Liam. That means we're going to end with Sam because Sam is sitting next to him at the table if we're going clockwise. But they they don't do that, and I'll get I'll get there. But we actually mm-hmm. reveal the votes in a really weird order. Um, so Liam votes first, and he votes for Sam, which is not a surprise. And Camille votes, and she votes for Liam, which is also not really a surprise anymore. And then Roger jumps across the table to Sam. And I don't know why we're not revealing the votes in sort of clockwise order. Sam votes for Liam, not a surprise. And Roger tells us, of course, if there's one more vote for Liam, he's gone. Then we move back across the table to Blake. And Blake, 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 Blake. Blake, well, well, maybe Blake votes for Liam. And... Uh, we cut to Sam basically just grinning, <laughs> and I think this is this is just brutal. This is brutal viewing because I know Liam's been a terrible player, but I just I do felt I felt awful for him. This is just horrible. How can we have an entire season of the traitors where they didn't banish more than one traitor? It's unbelievable that they've done it again. Uh, and then we cut to Sarah and Sarah. I'm not going to read what I wrote here because it's full of swear words and it's really horrible, but <laughs> Sarah votes for Liam. So when I, I was shocked that Blake voted, I was kind of, well, I was surprised a little bit that Blake voted for Liam, but then maybe he read the room and he knew what Sarah was going to do. So yeah. actually it was pretty easy for him to just vote for Liam. So Liam is banished almost unanimously, apart from his own vote for Sam. Uh, so he stands up. And he says, I love every single one of you, except you now, Sarah, because you double-crossed me. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I thought, why aren't you saying that to Sam? Sam's been double-crossing you the whole game, and you know it. Uh, so that was pretty uh, 
pretty uh, salty, as Sam says a little bit later, I think. Uh, and Liam, as he he says, he tells them that he's a faithful. He calls out Sam and Camille as he leaves. He's like, they're the traitors. And Sam is doing, unless this is again very silly editing, Dan, mm-hmm. Sam is doing the worst job ever at hiding this gigantic smile on his face. I feel like I, I was quite gutted at this point. I just thought, what's the point in even watching the rest of this episode? <laughs> like, I know what's yeah. going to happen now. Yeah. And it's. Now, I, I, I do want to say you missed part of Liam's quote when he left. He said, I am a faithful and a dumb one. <laughs> he did. <laughs> well, at least he acknowledged it in the end. Yeah. yeah. So God love him. Uh, it's I, at this point, again, I, I'm writing my notes in real time. And I thought, yeah. what a strange end to the season. Little did I know what was coming. Yeah. Um, I thought, how how strange. And I thought, this, this is really similar to season one in that, we reach a certain point in the episode. So at this point, there were there were twenty four minutes left of the episode, mm-hmm. and already we know, well, a faithful can't win. I and mean, I was... knew that coming into the. I I actually <laughs> knew that in like episode eight at least. You know, <laughs> yes. so. um, at least now it was statistically impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it made me think back to season one. Uh, right. The finale. If you've not listened, if you've not seen Traitors Australia season one, stop listening right now. But. Um, yeah, halfway through that finale episode, it was also completely clear, right. oh, a faithful can't win it now. It was still exciting to watch because I wanted to know what was going to happen with the mm-hmm. traders, but we, yeah, we have the same thing again. It's completely and totally crystal clear this is going to be a game where faithfuls can't win. Um, so, but I was also I was also glad <laughs> because I thought, well, the only faithful left Sarah, she doesn't deserve to win. Uh, right. She's played right. appallingly. So I kind of not really mad that faithfuls aren't going to win now. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> uh, then we move on. And at this point, Rog, it's, it's kind of a funny structuring of things, I thought. Because at this point, Roger describes the, the end game, I suppose. He describes the traitor's dilemma. Uh, this is sort of a new element to the game uh, in the English speaking versions we haven't actually seen this play out although it could have played out in season one of Traitors Australia uh, right I, we, I, I actually asked you about it I yeah. believe because because he had said if there are two traitors left it will come down to a game of share or steal or something like that I said do you know what he's talking about and so we went through this Yeah. Uh, I had not visualized it as a possible three yeah, person uh, version. Yeah, and even when Roger had said that in season one, we, it then just didn't come to fruition. Right. So we didn't find right. out how it would work. I sent a message to Kate from season one on Instagram last night, or, or probably the earlier of this morning, and I asked her, "Were you told in season one that this is how it would end if there were only traitors left?" And she said, "Yeah, we we were told that it would be a." share or steal game mm-hmm. but <laughs> I never got to experience it Um, so yeah Roger explains what is Traitor's Dilemma Um, I I feel a bit strange at this point because I sort of didn't know until this point that this is how it was going to play out so I've sort of felt a little bit cheated um, I thought oh we've suddenly got this new 
element of the game and I didn't really know it was coming. And I was a bit annoyed about it almost. <laughs> um, then again, I thought, well, we know Sarah's not going to win. So the finale is not really about that anymore. So I suppose we do need something else to look forward to now. So I, so right. I guess it does make sense in terms of building us up to something. Uh, but what I'm confused about is why Roger explains it at this moment, because Sarah's still here. Yes. I was confused too. As, as I was watching, I'm like, wait, Sarah's still here. Why are you explaining? <laughs> Maybe he was trying to build up. The only thing I could think of is they were trying to build up some suspense that like, you know, Blake and Camille might join with Sarah to vote out Sam before it gets to the three way. Yeah. Uh, version of the game but you know we already had blake repeatedly saying she's so unreliable she's so unreliable yeah and so it was at this point i just wanted it to go quicker you know like okay let's go let's just we'll, we'll banish her and be done and now we can move on yeah maybe roger explains at this point because <laughs> sarah may as well not be there <laughs> so so it's sort of like oh yeah we forgot about her. Um, yeah. yeah, it doesn't really matter if she's here or not. She's not going to affect the game. But yeah, I did wonder. Oh, what what's going to happen to Sarah before we get here? Uh, so we we have the splitter steel game, shader uh, shader steel game described. If one remaining traitor of three votes steel, they will steal all the money for themselves. If two traitors vote steel, they'll share the prize between them. And if all three traitors vote steal, they all lose. And at this point, I even made a, a little note saying, ideal for producers. Yes. <laughs> no prize money needed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so I have a lot to say. Can we fast forward through Sarah? Can we just, <laughs> okay, she's gone. Do you have a lot of notes for her? Um, I, I don't mean to be the pushy guest, but, you know, I mean. What do I have on Sarah? Um I, have I even written anything about Sarah? I, I, the only I thing I have is that say. she walked. She said she walked away with her head held high, and my my comment to that was, why? Yeah, I just have lots of notes about. I've got a little bit of notes on the statistics of the Shader Steel game, and then I've just written some things about what what the players say at this moment in their sort of interviews. Um, yeah, and that's that. That's why I wanted to fast forward past Sarah because yeah. she, as you said, she's meaningless at this point. <laughs> uh, and I mean, in many ways, through the whole season. But uh, yeah, I, I have you know, thought, I didn't go to the level of statistics, but just the thought experiment. You know, I and I think I may have said this before. Sam should have tried to banish Camille during this time instead of turning the two faithful against each other, he should have turned them against Camille. And this, yeah. I think, is where his ego finally caught up to him. Yeah, because he thought that the, his fellow traitors would do whatever he wanted. Right, or at least Camille. He at yeah. least thought he was getting half the money. Yeah, yeah. You know, that she was in his pocket. And this goes back to whatever episode it was, six, I think, at the end of, was it at the end of six that he uh, recruited her? Yeah, it would have been. Um, yeah. And it's it's just you never should have done that. There was no reason. I am against it for two reasons. One, the game should not have set it up 
so that you have so many traders backloaded at the end like that. Yeah. Um, and then, but even beyond that, he should not have done it. So take production out of it. it this seems like one of those things he did for fun, which was strategically bad. And I think it cost him $100,000. Well, it does, yeah. I, his reason for recruiting Camille, though, was I kind of out of fear. Uh, he, he recruited her because she had cottoned on to him. So she had realized that he was a traitor, and he was just worried that she was then going to turn everyone against him and get him out. So, so murder he, her. Uh, well, yeah. He, he should have just murdered her. I guess he yeah. thought that he'd already pulled that trick with Luke, like murder the obvious person. Yeah, and so nobody maybe, caught on. Well, he yeah. keeps pulling the rabbit out of the hat, showing the audience how he does it, and then pulling the rabbit out of the hat. And they all go, ooh, magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess he thought he wasn't going to get away with it twice, but he probably would have. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he he shouldn't have recruited Camille. Absolutely. Um, I yeah, I just I, I just had sort of notes about things that they say at this point. Like Sam says, he deserves all the money, so he's going to steal. Um, obviously, he he says he wants to convince the other two traitors that he'll share. I've written here if they believe him, they are idiots. Uh, yes, and Sam does deserve the money. Uh, Sam and Blake have one of their another awkward chat where they both pretend that they believe one another, but obviously they both know that the other one is lying. Um, Blake at least admits to Sam's face that he's kind of worried about what's going to happen. Um, they are concerned about Camille because she's not an OG traitor. Mm -hmm. Blake, I thought Blake seemed to suggest that they get rid of Camille before they even reach the traitor's dilemma. Uh, maybe I read that wrongly. Uh, Sam, I mean, they should have. They they should well, have yeah. banished her. You yeah. know, and and that that was that was their only chance. And I know Sarah was unreliable. We all know this, but she was also somewhat guidable. Yeah. And so, if you could convince her to turn on Liam, you could have convinced her to turn on Camille. That's true. And from the opposite side, Camille should have tried to use her to turn on Sam. Yeah, she should have. Uh, that's the thing that I'm most surprised about. I don't know why Camille went along with Sam all the way until the end. I don't know why she didn't act sooner, but that's probably a big question that we'll get to at the end of the game. Uh, Sam even... I, you've, you've pointed this out, that Sam says here, when he's, he's talking to Blake, and Blake says, I'm a bit worried about Camille, should we get rid of her? And Sam says that he has no, uh, he says there's no suggestion that Camille is greedy and that he's got no reason to worry about her stealing. So yeah, Sam's hubris does completely get in the way here. Um, he We see Sam talking to Camille. Again, he's convinced that she'll do whatever he wants. And I, my note to myself here is, Camille, please don't be that person. Uh, Sam tells Camille <laughs> Blake's worried about her. Camille insists I'm a sharer. But then we do cut to one of her confessionals, her interviews, and she acknowledges that no one trusts anyone. But at the same time, I can't read Camille here because on one hand she says no one can, we can't trust, no one can trust anyone in this game. But then she keeps insisting that she wants nothing more than the three of them to get to the end together. So I I can't read what Camille is actually thinking. Like I Which don't know I think if she was 
I think that was the editor's point. Yeah, I I think they they wanted to keep a little mystery. But, uh, you know, like I said, if and you said if if they believed Sam at this point, they were idiots. And he did. (laughs) There are a few people in reality TV history who could say, I am going to lie. Except I'm never going to lie to you. I'm going to lie (laughs) to everyone else, but not to you. And they would say that to every person and they would get them to believe that. And those were truly great reality TV players. Sam was not that person. He believed (laughs) that he was that person. He said it early. I'm the greatest trader ever. And he probably thinks he could go on U.S. Big Brother or Survivor or all these different games and do it there, too. He can't. He believes that he has convinced all these people. But he even knew that he had that kerfuffle with with Blake earlier. Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is, if Camille had not been there, could he have convinced Blake? Maybe. I do think Blake is a little too pure, you know, to be a traitor and be on this game. Yeah. Uh, that he might have fallen for it. But when you throw in the wild card of Camille, everybody had to steal. And there yeah. was no choice in the matter. There's, you have to be convinced in a three way race. You have to be convinced that the other two will both share. If you have the slightest doubt, and, you know, I know you did statistics, so you can tell me <laughs> if I'm a little off here, but uh, you need to steal. It doesn't matter if everyone steals because you get the same amount of money. If you share and they steal, you get zero dollars. If you steal and they steal, you get zero dollars. You have to steal on the hope that one of them will be dumb enough to share. Yeah. When I say I, I have statistics, I was exaggerating quite a bit. I, <laughs> I, I just meant I've, I've written notes on exactly what you've just said, that surely as a traitor, you would just vote steal. If, if you, yeah, just numerically, you just have a better chance of getting something. If mm-hmm. you vote share... You, it's like what you said. You are that means you are completely relying on two other people doing the exact same thing as you. And there is no way in this game, there is absolutely no way Sam's gonna do that. So I just think if you're Camille or Blake, you have to write steel. That right. is your your only shot at getting something. So if you're Camille, you you hope maybe Blake will be an idiot and write mm-hmm. share. And if you're Blake, you you're praying that Camille's gonna write share. You know right. what Sam's going to do. There's no question. About yeah. that. <laughs> and that's why they both really needed to get Sam out earlier. Yeah, exactly. And it's also why Sam really needed to get Camille out earlier. Completely. Yeah. And neither of them did it. And so I, I just, you know, I mean, we, we skipped over the part where Roger, and this is partially me because I was just pushing along here. <laughs> uh, Roger said, for the first time in the history of the game worldwide, three traders have made it to the end. So this was breaking new ground all over the place. Again, part of it is because production allowed them to recruit so late. Uh, but part of it is also because of the people that they cast. Um, but yeah, you get... So you get all these people, all three of them stealing. And well, before we get into the reactions afterwards, I I may have jumped ahead of you again here. So I don't know uh, if you have things to say before we get to the reactions of. The reactions of 
the what happens at the very end. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've got I've got some stuff before, and actually, I did have a whole section on Sarah. Unbelievably, I I wrote yeah. Oh. I skipped. I didn't realize I'd written stuff down, but uh, but it doesn't, that's that's, that's Sarah for you. You've even forgotten that you took notes on her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> My final note on Sam in this section is simply: I cannot fathom being that confident about anything. I'm actually in awe <laughs> of his yeah. confidence. Um, he's he's still talking about being the sheriff and how he's got he's got to get paid. It's it's again mind blowing. His bravado is mind blowing. Yeah, I mean, he was and see, this is why I say it wasn't all for the show, because he was truly so egotistical that he believed he could convince the other two traders to share the money after he had been so untrustworthy the entire time. And then he throws around the word integrity as if anyone (laughs) is going to listen to that from him. Yes. And I know how much you are a fan of people trying to play the traitors with integrity <laughs> or any game. I have a shirt that has the words honesty, integrity, loyalty on the front. And then on the back, it says scheme and plot because <laughs> you can pretend to be those things in the front, but you got a scheme and plot behind their backs. Yes. He was scheming and plotting in front of everybody. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, so for the for the end game, then uh, we we have these ultra dramatic shots of them coming down the stairs towards the big fire pit. Sam even says, "This is epic." They're all dressed in their fanciest outfits. Roger greets them at the fire pit. They they stand in place. It's sort of very very produced. <laughs> I was so I didn't know what to feel at this point. I was just watching it kind of numbly. Uh, Partly because I knew I knew what was about to happen. I knew Sarah was going to get banished, and we almost didn't even need to watch it. We cut straight to it. Therefore, there's not really any preamble. There's no discussion. It's so obvious what's about to happen. They just want to get it over with. Um, so they. Yeah, <laughs> That's why I just pushed ahead. I was like, I yeah. want to get it over with too. You know. <laughs> and like you said, there's there's no point in Roger even asking them, "Do you want to continue voting?" Mm-hmm. Of course, they're going to. Continue. They know there are traitors right. left. They've only got one out the whole season. Um, I. I wonder if the producers had any idea that this scenario would happen, that they would end up with one traitor banished the whole season. And I wonder what it it might make them do going forward if they go forward. And again, we'll probably talk about that later if there's going to be a season three or not. Uh, if there is going to be a season three, I imagine they're going to have to really rethink 
how they well maybe a how they cast but b how they help the faithful more like they can't have another season of this surely uh anyway the votes come in <laughs> sarah finally when it's all too sarah finally votes for sam too late sarah uh followed by camille voting for sarah uh, I get we cut to Sam again, uh, and so we don't really go in order. Um, Sam votes for Sarah. Is he, I've, is he even pretending to mean these votes anymore? He might as well have written on his slate, "I'm a traitor, and I know, yeah. you, <laughs> and I know you're a faithful." Ha ha! Knew it all. Um, <laughs> he could have written anything on, on that slate. Um, Blake, there's an intensely very dramatic pause, and I, re I actually will admit for a moment. Because because of the editing, because of the dramatic pause in Blake, I did think, is is he going to vote for Sam? And we're going to have some sort of tiebreak. Uh, but he doesn't. <laughs> he no. just votes for no. Sarah. Last chance to get Sam gone. Sarah leaves. Off she goes. Goodbye, Sarah. Well, um, the, no, the thing that I think was that I, that I you know I did push past that I just remembered is they had to rub it in her face. Oh, they yes, Roger says, like, let's reveal. Before you leave, let everybody tell you what they are. Yeah. And it's like, traitor, traitor, traitor. You know, it's just like, this is how bad you are. We're rubbing it in your face. Yeah. I mean, as soon as he says, um, before you leave, let's reveal the identity. It's yeah. very clear at that point. Oh, he, he could only be saying that if they were right. all traitors. If there were any faithful left, he couldn't do that yet. Yeah. So he's basically telling Sarah without telling her, although Sarah probably doesn't even pick up on that. Uh, <laughs> Sam says he's an OG, OG traitor. He's been one from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Blake says the same. Sarah just looks like she wants the ground to swallow her up. Sam is loving every moment of it. I thought, Sam, geez, Sam, you could have at least looked... A, a little bit humble or apologetic here. He's, he's loving he? every moment can of he? it. No, I don't think he can. And Camille simply says, I'm a traitor. And then Sarah, off she goes. She Yeah, she she says that she, you, you mentioned this earlier. She says in her interview that she played the game to the best of her ability. Um, <laughs> I'll say no more on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Roger then tells the traitors that this is the first time in the show worldwide mm -hmm. that three traitors have made it to the end, which is unreal. Uh, and I, I wrote, again, I was so naive. I wrote here, there is no way Sam is leaving. Well, no, this is, this is my genuine note that I wrote. It strikes me that there's no way Sam is leaving without money. Unless all three of them vote steal. Surely not. So I didn't think that was going to happen. Roger explains the traitor's dilemma again. Here's how it works. And again, just based on stats, surely you would just write steal. That's your, right. your only... You're not going to write share, especially not with Sam around. Um, they have a bit of a discussion. Camille does this really funny thing where she puts on her glasses for the first time. Yeah, and, and I, as, if, as if to get a better look at them, you know. Yeah. Like, uh... And I... I, yeah, I wondered why is she doing that? Um, I thought it was maybe a kind of psychological trick to appear honest and sincere. Like, I, like I'm putting on my glasses now. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm getting real with you guys. And maybe maybe that was her plan. And maybe actually it worked. Uh, and Camille says, yeah, this was the plan. We talked about integrity at the end. Ha ha ha. Sam <laughs> does this. Sam does this really interesting. I know you. we talked about body language and we talked about fake clues that someone's lying. Mm -hmm. However, I, I did notice doing Sam, Sam, I noticed Sam doing something here. 
that maybe is quite telling. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a red herring. Sam does this thing where he says, yep, 100%, 100%. But as he's speaking, he shakes his head from side to side. Yeah. And I've heard people, psychologists and people saying that that's a thing that people do. They, they shake their head when they're trying to say something positive, and that's a sign that there's something going on. And Camille's, Camille says, we talked about sharing. And Sam does it again. He shakes his head and he goes, that's it. He should he should be nodding, but he's shaking his head the other way. And I and I I'm a hundred percent sure Sam is going to steal. Of course he's going to steal. Right. I didn't know what Blake was going to do. And I didn't know what Camille was going to do. So I really was uh in the dark. I I, I, I felt so much excitement at this moment. I I thought that maybe Camille was looking at Sam and understanding that he was lying, but I, I was so... I, I didn't mm. know if I was just projecting. I had really... <laughs> didn't know what the hell was going to happen. So it's time to vote. I wondered if the... Again, there used to be a... I think we talked about this before. There used to be a quiz show in the UK called Golden Balls. And Golden Balls ended with a split or steel game, but it was always just two players. And the way that game ended is they both revealed their Splitter Steel thing at the exact same moment. It was like a 3-2-1 reveal. So I wondered if that's what would happen here, uh, but it's not. They're going to do it one by one. Mm -hmm. Roger says it's the moment of truth. <laughs> and then he says, I guess there's a first time for everything. <laughs> uh, Sam goes first. Obvs. He writes, Steel. Mm -hmm. And we get some reaction shots of Camille, who seems to look shocked but are, maybe we're seeing this out of context maybe she's yeah I, as soon as i saw that i'm like yeah she's not shocked Let's be <laughs> yeah. it's blake's turn next uh and he has written steel too and i thought well okay of course he he wasn't an idiot he did he, he knows what sam mm -hmm. was going to do so of course he's right. going to write steel as well right maybe it's not a big surprise and then it's time for camille it's all down to her Roger says, Camille, please reveal your choice. Did you notice something flying into Roger, by the way? No. <laughs> something, I know I'm breaking the tension at this moment, but something flies into Roger. I'm not kidding. It's like, a, it's either a bird or a bat or a giant moth. I I, I put it back to, to see if I was just imagining it, if it was in the background. Something flies into Roger's arm. <laughs> it's un it's really weird. Worst moment ever for it to happen. I think it's like a big, I don't know, it's a bird or something hits him. Anyway, Camille, please reveal your choice. And Camille has a little speech. It's amazing. She says, uh, the most fun I had was when you guys recruited me. I've had a ball. You were the best players. And when you recruited me, I knew then your plan was to take me right here. And this is the moment where I thought, oh, she's up to something. She's mm -hmm. she's building us somewhere. This is going to take a turn. She continues. She says, I knew you wanted me because I was a sharer. And then she says, but if I wasn't going to win, then none of us are going to win. Yes. And she revealed her slate and she has written Steel as well. I screamed. I literally screamed. <laughs> I was squealing. I couldn't believe it. Again, mind-blowing TV moment. 
I, I, I just, I was like leaping around the room. I thought this is the best. This is the best TV show ever. This is why, <laughs> this is why I spend these hours on this podcast. It consumes my life, but it's so worth it for moments like this. Blake looks like he wants to die. Uh, yeah. I think for the first time in nine episodes, we actually see a genuine emotion from Sam. He, mm-hmm. he looks like he wants to cry. Uh, and I've written sweet, sweet justice. Although we'll discuss that. Um, yeah. And I, I... Yeah, Camille obviously did know exactly what Sam and Blake were going to do. She she, right. she knew where this was going all along, actually. Um, so, I, I, you know, I thought maybe she might think Blake would share, but no, she, she knew what was coming. But even, Ron, if, even if she did think Blake was going to share, she still had to steal. Well, yeah. Yeah, so she could get Because Sam was still in the picture. As long as Sam is in the picture, you have to steal. Yeah, absolutely. Roger says, you were traitors to the bitter end. Unfortunately, it was also your downfall. And I think that just sums up... It, it sums it up here, or it sums up Sam perfectly. Um, and, then, and then Sam starts to sort of talk. Why? Yeah, it's unreal. He says we were, or to you, it would be whinge, wouldn't it? <laughs> whinge, yeah, he has a whinge. <laughs> Is that like a really British word? Oh yeah, we say oh, wine. Okay, okay. Um, he says we worked bloody hard the whole game. We worked bloody hard the whole game to try and stay here, and I think we des- we did deserve to have that silver. And then he's like laughing in disbelief. He says, "I can't believe that just happened," and he's starting to get like annoyed with Camille. And he's saying, and it's just so ridiculous and sort of mm-hmm. hypocritical. And yes, very much a tantrum. And he's, he's even though he's lost the game, so there's no point in him saying anything at this point. Even right. though he's lost, he decides he was trying to kind of attack Camille. And he's saying, I thought you'd be loyal. And she's, she comes back at him and says, um, I've seen you lying to everyone throughout the game. And therefore, I know what you look like when you lie. So I knew that when you were talking to me, you were doing it to me too. She says, I, mm-hmm. I've figured you out now. You're, well, you're there is. downfall. Okay, I am going to tell you, there is a tell when Sam is lying. I did pick, I know I just went over all the bodies. <laughs> there is a tell when Sam is lying. Is you it ready? when his mouth moves? <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it too. That's amazing. <laughs> when Sam's lips move, you can't trust him. Um <laughs> We cut to Blake. Blake is literally crying at this point. Um, I felt so bad for Blake. I I did feel bad for him as well because I feel like the moment he was picked as a traitor alongside Sam, he was screwed. He was kind of screwed from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Well, unless unless he did have opportunities to get Sam out. so I, I have written that as well. He he yeah, he should have worked harder earlier to get Sam out, and he didn't. But I can also see that being alongside Sam must be so difficult because Sam is so forceful um, and kind of a, kind of felt like he was bullying Blake sometimes. And then Blake's an adult and he can stand up for himself, right. but it would be really tough. No, you're you're right. I, I felt that too. Just similar to the way I felt that Sam's whining at the very end was started as pretty funny, but then it just kept going and getting worse. And it... I mean, it was idiotic. It was like, no, why? Why would you say all these things? No, yeah. if I were Camille, I would have been like, screw you. Exactly. Why would I hand over the money to you? 
And it's, I mean, he was, to my mind, to my eyes, see, this is why I said he might not be happy uh, in listening to this podcast. He was such a baby. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he was acting so entitled. He reminded me of the U.S. reunion, the people who didn't yeah, win on the yeah. U.S. reunion. Uh, you know, they were it was boohooing because someone else dared to play the game. And in his case, it was even worse because the people in the U.S., they never played the game. So they couldn't understand the concept of someone yeah. playing the game. He played the game and he was just he had this egotistical, bombastic preening all season long. And then for it to just crack at the end and you see that behind it all. He's he's just crying about it. Yeah, and I in a previous episode compared Sam to uh and Sam is young anyway, but he reminds me of um lots of teenage boys I have taught as a teacher <laughs> who are fantastic at lying, uh but temperamental and yeah, I, I guess entitled. Um yeah. even even when Roger leaves, so Roger walks off the set. And Sam keeps going. He tells Camille, he says, if I was a recruit, um, I would have recognised that I hadn't done as much work as the OG traitors, and I would have just shared. And I, I've written Which, absolute uh, bullshit. Yeah, utter <laughs> bullshit. I mean, I didn't know if you wanted to avoid that word for your <laughs> ratings here. But yes, that was total bullshit. There is no way. How could you even say that? Yeah. It's kind of like, like I said, some of the people on the U.S. Uh, finale were like, well, I would have shared the money if I were the trader. Oh, baloney. Yeah. No. You would not have. Yeah. And why? you shouldn't. You, exactly. you, you, you know. Yeah. I've written, why would anyone do this? Why would you give up tens of thousands of dollars because you think mm -hmm. you owe it to other people who were a picked a traitor before you. So and he keeps going on and he's saying it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Um I, I, and I have written he's delusional. Yes. Um and I uh, then then you know it's funny because since since I I have so many different feelings and thoughts about the show and actually I went I went I watched it last night. I went to bed and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I kind of kept changing my mind at different points. It's really <laughs> strange. So as I was watching it, I thought Sam is being unreal. This is wild. But then I kind of started playing devil's advocate with myself. And I'll, I'll come back to that. I'll present you with a scenario in which maybe Sam has some sort point? of point, but I'll come back to it. Um, well, I want to say, you know, it's funny that you said it was going through your head because I literally had some sort of nightmares about the traders <laughs> last night. I don't I, all I remember. It was about the traders and it was definitely a nightmare. I don't remember much else about that. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, so I'm glad I'm not the only one who had it on the brain overnight. Um, but yeah, he just it was, you know, this this whole season has not been about Sam being good at the game, but about Sam being think or thinking he was good at the game. He's not good at the game overall. And I talked about that earlier, but the faithful were worse. Yeah. 
but it was it was like someone playing poker against 10 year olds and winning <laughs> and then thinking I'm the World Series of Poker main event champion. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, you're not. And you shouldn't therefore automatically win. The other thing I want to point out, and this is something that I think sometimes gets forgotten in these discussions, especially by the traders. He's like, we worked so hard. Well, Camille was a faithful, but she was still playing the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was she playing the game as well as Annabelle was? No. no. Up to the point that Annabelle got banished, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, but she was playing the game. She was playing it differently. And part of it, it, it's obviously a different game to play. But there is a definite strategy as a faithful. And one of the strategies as a faithful is to not be threatening, to not do something that will either get you banished or murdered, and to possibly get you recruited late in the game, because I think that's the best spot. I think being recruited late in the game is absolutely the best spot. And if you can be the type of faithful who has that happen, then you're... I was going to say golden, but I guess silver Uh, or, you know, you could be if you then go from there. So she was, you know, it's insulting to her to say we were playing from the beginning. She was playing from the beginning, too. She was playing a different game. She might not have even, well, I'd say not played as well, but I just went over how he wasn't playing that well. So, (laughs) you know, they were pretty much on equal footing. And so, you know, it's like I said, it's insulting to say you weren't playing the game. Yeah, she was. She was. And, you know, now, do I think that she failed at a key point, just like Sam and Blake? They all failed at the same key point. They all should have used those last two faithful to vote out someone else. Yeah. None of them did. And maybe they tried, but we didn't see it if they did. They should have done it. And then I'm if. If Sam is gone, if Camille and Blake succeed in getting rid of Sam, I think they they might both share. Yeah. Because Blake wanted that money so badly. Yeah. Or they should Um, have... You said that they should have used the last two faithful to get Sam out. Or or done it two episodes ago. I I think that as soon as... Maybe this is really risky, but... I think as soon as Camille was recruited, she should have instantly turned on Sam. Because... She had very vocally been accusing Sam at that point. So mm-hmm. she had said to everybody, I think it's Sam, and she'd voted for him. So it would have been very much in line with her character to continue to go for him, and that wouldn't have raised suspicion from anyone. So I, I think she could have talked Blake and immediately said, Blake, I'm a traitor too now. Let's just get him out, and it'll be you and me. And, the, and yeah, they, they could have then gone to the end together. Yeah, I think it's a little more difficult. You know, she's just been hit with this. Suddenly she's a traitor. Now what do I do? I think that's a little more difficult to instantly, you know, turn that on. Um, But after at least, you know, one cycle had gone through, looking ahead to how it's going to end, it's like, "Mm, now I need to do something. Yeah. Um, And they had, you know, they had the opportunity and they, they just didn't, like I said, all of them are responsible for getting zero dollars the difference is for sam it was a huge downfall 
for Camille, it was kind of a win. You know, even though she didn't actually win anything, it was kind of a win to not let them win anything. (laughs) And, you know, uh, uh, another uh, person I know uh, had said to me, it's surprising that like social media is on Camille's side. Like in many of these cases, social media will turn against someone like that uh, quite frankly, especially if it's a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this case, social media seems to be on her side. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just because we have seen the ego of Sam through the whole thing and everybody was rooting for his downfall. <laughs> it took all season long, but he got his downfall. And so nobody's nobody cares that Camille didn't get any money either because she was never getting any money. Yeah. The final few moments of the episode then are... Uh, a little bit of Sam still arguing and then some voiceover from Roger. Uh, Sam goes on and he says, you should have just let us have it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Camille says, it's just a game. And then Sam says, yeah, that's what oh, a rich yeah. person says, yeah. which I thought was very interesting because, well, I realised at that moment, oh, did Camille ever tell the others about this sort of backstory that she worked with the police if she did, mm-hmm. we didn't see her tell. That sort of came I don't, to nothing. I don't think she did. And I wondered why Sam said that to her. Like, did he, is he just assuming that she's wealthy? I don't know if she is. I don't know if she's wealthy or what Sam thinks rich means. Um, I, I don't know. But I did think that was uh, kind of a, an interesting thing to say. It was interesting, not only that he said it, but they left it in. Because... Yeah. She doesn't counter. So it kind of leaves the audience with the idea, oh, maybe she is rich or yeah. maybe he's just like, I would have liked her to say something in response or to see her say something in response like, I'm 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 not rich. Yeah. You know, now, is she older than him? Has she had more time to save money? You know, has she had an actual career, you know, that because she's older? Yeah. So to, you know, to him. Maybe she is rich. You know, I mean, it it all depends. My son, uh, most of his high school friends, he went to a high school that had a lot of lower income uh, children in it. And his friends would come over and they would raid our pantry every time. We had no problem with it, but they just didn't have like snacks at home. And Mm -hmm. some of them didn't you know, eat. I mean, they ate. I don't want to make it sound like they're the poorest of the poor or anything, but like they would raid our chocolate chips and eat our chocolate chips because they didn't have snacks like that. And, um, you know, I never expected. I, I mean, I worked a government job. You know, I by no means was I rich either. And yet. But here you have these kids coming in from a lower income background and. Yeah. To them, this mm-hmm. was, oh, my God, you're you're you know, there's money pouring from the heavens. here. <laughs> there's chocolate chips pouring from the heavens. Um, and so maybe that's the situation with him where he just sees her and assumes that by his standard, she's rich. Yeah, maybe it speaks to his age. Um, and I mean, I, and I don't know anything about Sam either, except that he seems to be in sunny exotic places doing marketing um so well, i don't get you know, i don't get used, the impression that he's like got nothing he used, <laughs> well he used all his money from his winnings to go on a vacation oh wait a minute 
never mind. <laughs> Sam, uh, well, after actually after that line, Camille, then mm -hmm. we see her just walk away. Whether or not that's right accurate, um, we don't know. But she turns and walks off. Sam sort of utters, "Should have banished her." Blake is just sort of speechless the whole time, and also yeah. just leaves. And I, I don't. I've written by as Sam so shocked. I I don't know why he's he that. So well, because he was so cocksure. So sure. Yeah, he was yeah. so sure of himself. Things had gone his way the entire game. Yeah. And it's funny that he said to her, that's a very great attitude to have if you're rich, when he was acting like kind of the rich politician's son. Yeah. You know, the, the stereotypical rich politician's son. Oh, he he gets a ticket and oh, the cop uh, rips it up or he crashes his car and he's drunk driving and they they dismiss the case or, mm -hmm. you know, he. uh uh, you know, gets caught uh, shoplifting a candy bar and no, 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 it's the, you know, whatever he has got. Now, I'm, I'm not saying he committed any crimes. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but he committed game crimes, you know, and he got away with it every single time. Mm -hmm. And so when it finally came down to the end and he didn't get away with it, you know, he's he's like, wait, what, what do you mean? I'm being held responsible for my actions. What's going on here? Mm -hmm. It's Sam Trump. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, I did hear that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When he leaves, uh, he simply says, Sheriff out. And we we move towards uh, Roger in voiceover. Uh, and we're sort of guided through the, the empty hotel. And Roger invites us to come and try next time. Uh, as far as I know, there, there is no season three officially recommissioned or anything like that. I think they're just... This, this, they've written a script in the mm. hopes that it's going to come back again. I, I, and maybe we'll talk about this. I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't, which is really shocking to me. Uh, but I mean, it should. It was free at the end. Come on. You well, know? It, I mean... exactly. It would be really cheap to do it again. Yeah. Um, I, from what I, un I, I know the first season didn't do very well in Australia. I, I don't know if the second season has done much better. I will be devastated if it doesn't come back for season three, but not surprised. I just don't know if it's picking up enough of an audience in Australia, which is wild because I think it's so entertaining. But anyway, uh, Roger finishes with a with his final line. Uh, he invites people to sort of apply for the next season, I guess, and he says it might just make you rich, or perhaps teach you a valuable lesson. <laughs> and it ends. Season two of the Traitors Australia ends right there. We've spoken so much already, but I, I've written in capital letters here in my notes, so much to unpack. And Yes. <laughs> uh, I, think we've un I think we've unpacked a lot. We have unpacked a lot. Uh, so I, I do have a series of sort of broad questions, but maybe we've covered a lot of it already, but I'm going to sort of ask you what you think about okay. this. My first question, is it fair to have a traitor's dilemma at all? Should the season not just end with, hurry, traitors, you've made it to the end, you've won. Why did he then make the traitors fight over what's left? Because they're traitors. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I really do think it emphasizes the backstabby uh, you know, situation here. They are traitors. 
uh, you know, and they're going to they're going to turn on each other. And so this one part, you have to be able to either turn that off or turn on each other sooner. Yeah. And and we've discussed we we've, we've spent the last I don't know how long now talking about in part what these traders could have done differently to win. It is strange. And I saw I, I don't want to take credit for this because I saw someone else say it on Twitter uh, that, you know, I, I'm here for a game show where you could end up winning no money at the end. Yeah. You know, there's I mean, in theory, shows like the mole, you know, the mole could have taken away all the money at the end. But. In every situation, the mole started to feel bad for them and let them win some money. Yeah. Uh, and that was probably also production telling them, uh, we, we got to give them some money. But, yeah, I mean, to come away after all that with no money, I mean, it could happen on other game shows. It's very unlikely. You know, you could leave Jeopardy with only like $1,000 or something like that if everybody blows the the final answer question. Uh but yeah, for for there to be zero dollars is absolutely hysterical, in my opinion. Um, and it's I think it just emphasizes the traitorous nature of it. And if they had been better gamers, they could have thought this through in advance. Yeah. My next question is a very sort of devil's advocate question. Yeah. I'm just sort of going to pose um maybe like an ethical question mm -hmm. and I, I already know what you're going to say but <laughs> i'm going to ask it anyway is there an argument for what camille did as being uh wrong because could could you argue right camille says i had to i had to write steel because i knew exactly what sam and blake were going to do Mm -hmm. So she, she, and we, we really knew that. We certainly knew Sam was going to do that. It was so obvious they were going to steal. That does that then mean that actually all the power lay with Camille? So Camille had the power over whether these two young guys went take home a hundred thousand dollars or not, and she chose to not let them. C could you argue that's a bad thing? That she should she, that through gritted teeth. She could have just written share, knowing what it meant, but just gone, fine, just take the money. Is it, it when the alternative was that no one gets anything? Could she just have said, oh, for God's sake, just take it. I know what you're going to do. Just take it. I mean, in some ways, that kind of happened on the U.S. version at the very end. Um, with one of the traders being, you know, kind of giving up. Yeah, yeah. But. By that point, that trader had also been backed into a corner and was going to lose anyway. So yeah. it, it didn't matter. Uh, and that trader also happened to be truly independently wealthy. Uh, like the winnings would have been what he finds in his couch cushions. So, <laughs> um, so is there an argument that she should have done this? The only reason I can see for her doing it is... If they had a moment alone in the closet with no cameras around and she said, OK, look here, I know you guys are going to steal. I'm going to share. But then I need you each to cut me twenty thousand dollar checks or thirty thousand dollar checks when we get out of here. We won't tell production. You, you just need to do it. And you guys will be declared the winners. Now, is that unethical? Yeah, absolutely. Is that against the game? Yeah, 
it happens in poker tournaments. Yeah. You know, there are poker tournaments that end that way. It's like, I just want to make sure I get some money. Now, poker tournaments also don't end with nobody getting any money. Um, well, actually, I've heard of some, but those people also, you know, the people running those kind of got in trouble. Uh, but it's it's a situation where she had to take the chance that Blake might put shit. I guess, yeah, yeah. Even if it was a 5% chance, it was worth it. Yeah. And the thing is, Sam and Blake, it was fully within Sam and Blake's power to avoid this happening. They are to blame. They, I know that Sam blamed her. They are to blame because they recruited her at such a late time and they allowed her to stick around to that point. Yeah. And, you know, like, I mean, not to repeat myself, but Sam had such a, a godlike vision of his powers that he thought he could convince her. And this was his comeuppance. I also like to think that if they had made this sort of secret deal when the cameras aren't rolling, look, I'll, I'll, I'll say share, you guys send me some money. <laughs> we could cut to six months later. Blake's <laughs> sent over his money. Yeah. Meals <laughs> patiently waiting. Any day now, Sam's going to send me that money. He <laughs> promised he would. <laughs> he, still, he still wouldn't trust him as far as you could throw him. Uh, and Sam's off jetting around the world. Yeah. Um. I another another question I sort of thought about here was when when Sam has this line about oh that's so something a rich person would say. Now Camille wasn't one of the celebrities involved. Mm-hmm. How might uh, would it have felt different if one of the and I don't I don't know how wealthy the, even the celebrities are but right um let, let's take Luke and you're familiar with Luke from mm-hmm. Australian Survivor and he as he he's been in Big Brother is that right I do believe he was on a Celebrity Big Brother okay. there too something like that I I I haven't seen that yeah I've seen his Survivor seasons. And I'm, I don't know anything about Luke, but I'm, imagine Luke had a, a million dollars in the bank. Would we feel differently if Luke I, had made it to the end? A little. You, you mentioned the US mm-hmm. Traders finale. What if we had a scenario like that? Would it make us feel differently about Sam, that someone we know? I, I just It's just the general question of, is it fair that celebrities are taking part in these shows alongside people who don't really have wealth? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that Luke has a million dollars. I know yeah. that at one point when when Luke lost uh, one of the seasons of Survivor, a GoFundMe was set up for him to reach the level of the prize. Mm-hmm. And my okay. understanding is once it got to above that level, he donated the rest Okay. Um, because he has uh, his kids need some special attention, stuff like that. So um, but. Yeah, I mean, and obviously I've never seen his bank account, um, as far as you know. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, if it had been, you know, I mean, this was something we brought up on, you know, on the U.S. reunion when the very rich trader who got knocked out was complaining, was joining the complaints that Sari hadn't shared or at least he wasn't saying anything other people were saying oh you know oops sorry spoiler sorry wins uh <laughs> if you didn't know that by now uh, sorry uh you know and they were like oh she should have shared the money 
No, she shouldn't have. She had her own family to take care of. You want to talk to anyone about sharing? Talk to Ari, the 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 millionaire, the multimillionaire over there, you know? And so, yeah, if it were a situation like that, let's say that Ari was transported over to this position there. That would, I think, have been looked upon differently. Like, really, you're you've got hundreds of millions of dollars and you refuse to give these you know, these two kids, uh, you know, a hundred thousand dollar each. Yeah. That I think might've been looked at differently. I don't know what these celebrities had. I, they didn't seem to be that same level or at least to my, to my knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, I mean, it, you know, there is that issue of having celebrities and non-celebrities on the same show. You know, we talked about it before, the way Sari just led people by the nose and some of the other celebrities did, too. Um, you know, the same question comes up in New Zealand. I won't say more than that. Um, it actually works a little differently on New Zealand, uh, amusingly enough. But and part of that's because it's New Zealand and it's small and they all know each other. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I really do think that they shouldn't do these. But then TV production, they want the ratings. They wanted to be able to say, hey, look, Luke's back. Yeah. And they wanted to you know, be able to say uh, some of these other people as well. Uh, so, you know, next time they'll cast Annabelle and they'll say, hey, look, Annabelle's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we should be so lucky. <laughs> um, we've talked throughout this episode about how the faithful in this season really did a poor job. Object uh, subjectively, um, where are they really the worst group of faithful ever? Or yes, <laughs> okay. Next, I'm question. sorry. Was there more to that question? Yeah. <laughs> the end of the question was simply, or is it a near impossible game? Like, is it is it so difficult to really play this and figure out who traitors are that there's not. How bad were the faithful, really? Were they just playing against really difficult odds? I mean, it is a difficult game. But how many times do you need people to point out what Sam has done? Well, yeah. And then for those people to be knocked out. I mean, how many how many times did it take for Liam to finally recognize it? And then Sarah basically never did, you know? Um, so, yeah, as soon as any one of them had a light bulb, they were gone. Because... In their eyes, Sam was untouchable, and it was just, yes, they are. They were that bad, and it's you know they, they. You need to watch. You need to watch the show. You need to know what you're getting into. If this were season one, I would have a little bit more, uh, more leeway, but it's not. It was season two, and there was. British and there was US. And I mean, not to mention the non-English versions, but let's just even sticking to the English versions. There's no excuse for them to not have a clue how to play this game. There's podcasts to listen to. Exactly. Annabelle listens. Yes. <laughs> uh you've you've kind of already, I think, answered this next question. I wanted to ask, does the series end up feeling like a waste of time because no one won anything. I don't think so. 
because we got to watch along the way as what happened. We got our entertainment value out of it, certainly. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, it's certainly from Sam and and Blake's perspective, <laughs> it feels like a waste. Yeah. You know, they I mean, they literally said that, you know, Sam, especially I put in all this work and I got nothing. Yeah, you did. And you could have been voted out and, you know, banished in like the second episode and gotten nothing, too. So, um, you know, I mean, I don't think it was a waste. I think, uh, uh, you know, hopefully it's incentive for uh, for them to make a third season. Yeah. And my I think my final question that you, you've sort of uh, theorized about already as well, I wanted to ask. How would this season have ended had Sam been banished somewhere between episodes six and eight? If he'd, if if everyone had just listened to Annabelle and Luke mm-hmm. and got him out at least at most two weeks later, who what what do you think would have then happened at the end? So it would have been after Annabelle and Luke were gone. Yeah. But before Camille had been recruited? Uh, let's go with that scenario, yeah. Before Camille's recruited. Ooh. So then and... Blake would have to have recruited someone. Yeah. I don't know that he would have recruited Camille, because he wasn't too hip on the idea when it happened. I think he would have recruited someone. I think he may have recruited Keith. Yeah, he and Keith seemed to be really good pals. Until oh, they that's on right. Well, and Keith was so clueless, too. Um, And so if he recruited Keith, I think because once they saw that Sam was a traitor, remember, she was she and Luke were naming both of them. Yeah. So if they saw that she was right about Sam, it would have been natural to turn on Blake next. And then. So then I think they would have actually maybe I'm overestimating. I'm probably overestimating these people, but they would have turned on Blake next. And then Tech could have left Keith as the sole trader. So either Keith ends up winning or the faithful end up winning. Yeah. But then Keith would have probably had to recruit someone too. And I don't know who he would have recruited. So it's really, it could have been whoever Keith recruited that ends up winning. Um, Just, yeah, it's so hard to say because of all those variables. But I I definitely think that Blake would have flamed out pretty quickly after. Yeah. I I said that was my final question, but actually, I do have another question. Uh, (laughs) And this question has a correct answer, so you have to be careful. You've already explained that you don't, you've, you felt like Sam did not deserve to win. Actually, he played uh, badly. He just got away with it because of Bad Faithful. And I think you also think Camille probably didn't really deserve to win either because she didn't take opportunities to banish Sam. Therefore, who deserved to win this season? <laughs> um, well, I I think that uh, the deserving people won. <laughs> I see. And that is no one. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I, I think that, you know, I, I think I said it at the beginning. Uh, 
you know, as I was watching, I was like, ah, the faithful don't deserve to win. The traitors don't deserve to win. Nobody deserves to win, but someone's going to have to. And well, it turned out I was right. Nobody well, did. Yeah. I mean, if this were a scripted movie or TV show, we would have said it was terribly written. I mean, you're a writer. Yeah. We, you know, if you had written this as a book, I would because I used to review books too. I used uh, I used to review books for the paper and for websites and the like. I would have given this back to you and said, rewrite it. It is terribly written. Nobody is believable. They are all clueless. Um, you know, every time this this is a murder mystery. Every time someone accuses the murderer of, of being the murderer, they get eliminated, and no one picks up on it. There's no way that could happen in real life. Yeah. And if yeah, I was, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, and if I and if this was fiction and I was writing it and I was creating a narrative arc, it all would have changed after the banishment of Annabelle. That should have been the turning point. That should have been the moment of realization. Yes, and the downfall of Sam should have played out immediately after that, and the faithfuls then turn it all around and they work their way to victory, and it just. They just refused to win <laughs> again yes. and again. They just refused to do the obvious thing. Uh, I thought you were you. Me, by the way, you failed. You got the question wrong. The correct answer was Annabelle. Uh, the... Well, yes, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I, but unfortunately, you, know, you failed too because you said if you had written it as fiction that they would have realized it after Annabelle was eliminated. But no. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, no. you know. My actual predict I had said uh, originally I that uh, a prediction I had made on a, another podcast was that Camille would win. My actual prediction was that Annabelle would be resurrected in the game <laughs> and would come back and win. That that would have been a twist. She would have just shown up and poof, she would have won the game. And that's how I would have written it as, you know, fiction as well. Uh, but yeah, so that's you're right. That is the proper answer um would i have been upset with camille winning no um i i think that it is a flaw in the game mechanics that she had a chance to win at that late stage but i i mentioned earlier that is the best position to be in the late recruited um trader is i think one of the best positions to be in um and she almost showed why but then like we discussed she didn't take full advantage of it yeah I, I lied again. I do have another question. I promise. I promise. This is the last question. Okay, there. I, I, there's your lie. There's your lie. I got no, it. it. They weren't deliberate lies. I just. I just uh, have more to say. I just. I just. An overall. Uh, in a nutshell, I. I've been surprised by some of the things that you said today. Overall, I still loved the season. I. St I found it incredibly frustrating. Yeah. But I was, I can't, I have to admit, I was entertained. I was totally entertained and I was desperate to see the next episode every time because Sam was so divisive and difficult. That made me want to watch it even more. So actually my, and I thought the finale was really exciting with a great, mm -hmm. a, a, you know, final moment. So my overall opinion is like i'm i want to recommend this to people and i'm telling people oh australian season two it's amazing it's oh you have to watch you're not going to believe it you're not going to believe the shit these people <laughs> do is how, what's your sort of nutshell overall opinion on the season as a whole i mean it's it yes 
very frustrating is a, a good you know summary of it. But also, I have wanted to talk about it. I've yeah. wanted to talk about it on Twitter. I've wanted to talk about it on podcast. It, it's like waiting for this episode has been killing me here. <laughs> you know, it's like, I want to talk about it somewhere. Um, and uh, so, I mean, that's a good sign. But mostly I wanted to talk about it so I could yell, the faithful are so dumb, you know. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I mostly watch reality TV for strategy. And the strategy was just so bad. So, so bad. Uh, but yes, entertainment wise, it was hysterical to watch this. And that's kind of why I was amused at the very end when they all got nothing. Because yeah. you all deserve nothing. <laughs> you know what you get? You get nothing. Because you all were bad. And so there you go. Go to your rooms. <laughs> David's final word. Go to your rooms. <laughs> no. We are almost at an end. Uh, it's been it's been a long discussion. Before we finish our game, we've been trying to lie to one another in the trade our traitor. David, tell us a little bit about where we can find you and where we can hear more from you all about reality TV. So uh, you mentioned earlier, I'm doing a weekly podcast on US Big Brother. It's called Why Blank Lost. Uh, and it talks about, well, pretty much what the name says, why each person lost. Uh, someone had suggested that I do that for uh, for this episode. And I think you'll just, you know, if, if you listen to all like two hours at this point now, you will understand why they lost. They all played terribly. <laughs> uh, and so I have a set of rules that I have for uh, playing in these different games. And, uh, you know, so I go through I go through with um, uh, uh a player from Big Brother 21, Ovi Kabir. He and I talk about the uh the each you know thing that the the players did right and wrong. And in the end, we come to the conclusion of why they lost. And that is on uh the Rob Has a Podcast Network. Uh and then very soon I will be starting double duty because US Survivor starts on September 27th. So uh, I do that with former player Jessica Lewis, uh, who uh, we do the same thing and talk about these rules. And now I've been doing this. I mean, the rules for Survivor, I think I wrote up in 2001 and for Big Brother 2004. So, you know, we modify them as as it goes. But I've been uh, doing this for a while, originally uh, online on websites and then more recently for the last like eight years for survivor and few years for big brother as podcasts so i'll be uh, like i said doing double duty on talk talking about why people lost uh in addition i post uh short videos on tiktok youtube and instagram where i'm at david bloomberg tv and I think that's where you found me. I think you found me on Instagram yeah. when I was uh, posting these videos about one of the traders uh, series. And yeah, mostly right now they're about Big Brother because that's the main thing that's on. I did a few on uh, um, on the traders New Zealand, a few on the traders Australia. And uh, so you can find find those there. And like I said, just go through those and they're they're either hopefully funny or hopefully strategically insightful or sometimes both mm -hmm. uh you know and so you can find find me there again that's at david bloomberg tv and then on twitter and 
Blue Sky and Mastodon and Post. Uh, I'm at David Bloomberg, mostly on Twitter, because that's still where most of the reality TV people are. I'm also on Threads. I have to use at David Bloomberg TV there because it's linked to Instagram. So they ruined my whole my whole <laughs> setup there. Uh, I've actually, you know, Big Brother has been good to me uh, with uh, gaining some new followers slash subscribers. I recently passed uh, 5,000 on both TikTok and Twitter, uh, over 2,000 on YouTube. Uh, but I still have under a thousand on Instagram, so I need to to pump that up more. Okay, excellent. And there's a a bit of crossover between between Traitors and Big Brother because uh, if, but again, spoilers. But we've already given spoilers, so yeah. yeah. Uh, Traitors star Sari mm-hmm. is on Big Brother. Uh, how how is she doing at this point? She is doing well. Uh, it's a definitely a different game for her. I mean, they've already passed the point where she'd be done with Survivor at this, you know, <laughs> yeah, at this yeah. time. And she still has another like two and a half months left or two months left. Uh, it's a hundred days. It's a hundred oh day God. Big Brother. Jeez, well, oh. because, because the U.S. writers and actors strike, they need to fill time. And so they started it late. Oh my goodness! And the uh, the CBS the, the CBS network here is basically filled with reality shows. They're going to have they have Big Brother on three times a night, Survivor and The Amazing Race. They bumped up to ninety minutes each, so that takes up the whole uh, Wednesday night block. And then they have a new show called Buddy Games, which I think was supposed to be like a summer filler, but they ended up putting that into fall tv and then they've got some game shows and stuff they're just filling it all with non-scripted tv yeah although i did see and i don't know if this is on cbs too uh i did see uh the show ncis which started in the u.s i guess there's a version in australia because i saw a promo for the ncis uh, universe is expanding watch ncis australia and at first i thought Wow, they they have a scripted show, and then I realized, oh, it's probably a version that was airing in Australia, and they bought the rights to it so yeah. they could show it when the strikes are still. Fill up space, yeah, yeah, and so that's I don't know how I got to that from Suri, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, she is doing well. Her son is also secretly in the house, or rather, yes. yeah, they know who she is. They don't know who her son is. Yes, originally everybody was thinking, oh, her son is this huge advantage for her, but lately. The the it has shifted to thinking, no, they put her son in there as a disadvantage to her because she has to keep cleaning up his messes. He thinks he's the greatest player because just because he shares some genes with her Mm -hmm. and he's not. He he actually reminds me a little bit of Sam. Sam. (laughs) Yeah, because even, you know, just this past week, uh, he's been going around acting like he's the smartest. He knows everything. And he also reminds me of some of the faithful because he ignores all contrary evidence. So. uh, So, yeah, it's it's interesting with with that situation. Of course, everybody knows to one extent or another who Sri is, but they don't know her son only. A couple people know who her son is. One saw it right away and yeah. realized it. One he stupidly told. Ah, uh, okay, okay, excellent. Uh, yeah, I, I saw the, I saw a clip of them sort of the show beginning, and mm-hmm. someone instantly somehow knew that it was. Yes. someone said, "Is that your? Is that your mom or something like that?" So yeah, because he had been on the family visit on Survivor. Now you don't watch Survivor yet. We're going to get you watching Survivor. We are absolutely <laughs> well, going. Well, to, UK but... Survivor is on the way. Yes. 
Yeah, we're going to get you watching that. Uh, but there was a family visit uh, pre-COVID. They they had family visits. He visited his mom. So he actually was on the show, on Survivor. So if you're a truly dedicated viewer. Yeah, and Right. And this person did. Oh, wow. Okay. David, the time has come for us to try and rat one another out because we've been playing the Trader Traitor. We've been trying to lie to one another. I am pretty sure last time we played this, we both fooled the other. I, I think we didn't catch each other out. Um, let's see if we can uh, keep that up. <laughs> I, I did. You, I lied to you. Did you lie to me? Yes. Okay. I can't remember what I lied about. <laughs> no, I do remember. I do remember. Uh, I have a few guesses. I'm, I'm going to guess yours first. Okay. Written a few notes down, got some options. I, I'll, I'm going to talk you through which ones I'm eliminating. Okay. I, <laughs> I, you mentioned being on different podcasts a few times, and I wondered if maybe some of those were a lie, but I'm not going to go with that. You mentioned that um, an air date of... Uh, it must be new Survivor. You said something begins on September 27th, and I thought, maybe that's a lie. It's the wrong date. Then you mentioned Big Brother's going on for another two months, and I thought, that's a lie. But now I think, no, that probably is true, because you only said that in response to a question that I asked on the spur. So I thought, no, he wouldn't have prepared that in advance. He didn't know I was going to ask about that, unless you made it up mm. on the spur of the moment because you realised <laughs> that you'd forgotten to tell me a lie. <laughs> The one I'm going to go with is uh, you. This was two hours ago now. You, <laughs> you, we were talking about lie detectors, and you mentioned. I know there's a TV show called Claim to Fame, and you mm -hmm. talked about that briefly. And you said, "Oh, on Claim to Fame, they use a lie detector," and you said something about season two, and I thought. I didn't know there was this. I thought there was only one season of that show. So my, my, my guess is that it's something to do with the lie detector on claim to fame. Is that a lie? No, no. <laughs> that would have been a funny lie to lie about a lie detector. You haven't been following. Apparently, you haven't been following my uh, videos on Instagram very well. I, well. I had a lot of videos about season two of claim to fame. I haven't oh. seen the season, so I don't want yeah. to watch videos about it. In case oh, that's it true. ruins anything. Yeah. So uh, yes. Okay, right. I've I've ruined my record then. I've lost. David, reveal what you lied about. I took I followed your often method of lying <laughs> uh, because I think uh, that uh, I think you need to modify the rules a little bit because okay. sometimes like I, I listened to one recently where you you said something like, oh, I said something happened uh, 24 times, but it was really 26 times, you know, and it's close. Enough. I'm like, ah, come on, make it you know, bigger <laughs> than that. So I said that I have 2000 subscribers uh, on YouTube and I actually have like 920 subscribers on YouTube. So that needs to be bumped up to at David Bloomberg TV uh, on YouTube. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, yeah. So that's where I went. I, I followed in the things that you have lied about in the past. You've used uh, my trick against me. And yes. when you said it, I thought maybe that's all I... But I didn't write it down, and I just forgot <laughs> about it. So I wasn't quick enough to <laughs> take my notes there. So you've fooled me. You've played me at my own game. 
now that I have a chance to redeem myself, because maybe I've tricked you. Well, Any guess is what I lied about. I mean, I already gave one guess in a way in the middle <laughs> of the conversation. You know, uh, the only other thing I think it could be was the thing flying into Roger. I mean, I did not notice that, <laughs> but I, I guess it's possible. I would just think they would reshoot that if something flew into Roger. So I thought that that could be the lie. I am telling you right now, something flew into Roger. <laughs> I swear to God. Watch it again. I, something flies into his arm. A bird or something. I'm not kidding. That's real. That is not my lie. And I knew when I said it, you would think it was my lie. <laughs> but it, it really happened. And I need to actually get like a screen grab of it. I, 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 did, I watched it again. I thought, did I imagine that? And I watched it again and something hits him. It's like a, it's like a giant moth or something. It's really yeah. weird. Uh, my my real lie then, I <laughs> actually you should have caught me out because I did the thing that you said I do. Oh. <laughs> uh, quite early, I was reading through my notes and I said, oh, I'm moving on to a new page. How many pages of notes do I have? And I said, oh, I have nine pages of notes. Oh, yes. I have eight pages of notes. Oh, so I, yeah, I, I... <laughs> yeah. See, there's another there's another podcast I listen to where they have something at the end called science or fiction. Mm -hmm. uh, and the podcast is called Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. But uh, at the end, so they have three, usually three options. And the host gives the other co-hosts this three different options. Mm -hmm. And his his rule is. If I am off by a number, it will always be at least an order of magnitude. So like if he says, uh, you know, they they took an image with a telescope and they saw a thousand galaxies in this image and and he's lying, it means that they had to have found at least 10,000 galaxies, okay. not a thousand in one. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not going to tell you how to change your game. <laughs> But maybe a little bit more okay. than than just that. Okay. I mean, uh, part of my lie was that I pretended to like I had to look at the screen, which you get. But I already knew I had eight pages. I was I was yeah. acting it. But maybe I should introduce a rule that we can't lie about numbers or something like that. Or it maybe. has to be big enough, you know, because <laughs> yeah. that was going to be, uh, I think last time I was on, that was going to also be my lie. But I accidentally said it before we had started the game. <laughs> yeah. I had said something like I watched the show uh, four times when I had only watched it twice or something like that. Yeah, maybe next season then I'll introduce some, or I'll switch it up. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll introduce some new way of reinvigorating the game. <laughs> David, thank you so so much. Uh, it's been a it's been a, a big long conversation, so I really appreciate the time that you've given. Uh, thank you so so much. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed talking about. Oh, this definitely, season. definitely. Like I said, I've been waiting all season for this. I'm like, you know, I'm like, if anybody drops out, you you could call me. Really. <laughs> I've had people uh, send me messages saying, is D uh, David Bloomberg coming back on for the finale? And I'm like, yes, David will be here. So people people enjoy the discussions. Uh, so well, go ahead. Uh, go it's ahead. worthwhile. I will yeah. talk to you about more traitors at some point, I am sure. Yep. Um, and or, or maybe even Survivor UK, uh, Ooh, which I, I'm yeah. going to... I'm not going to cover it on the podcast, but I'm going to watch it. Uh, will, will you watch? 
I will definitely watch. And I, you know, I, I think you might be lying about whether you're going to cover it on the podcast. So <laughs> even though the game is over, I think you might be lying. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, until then, David, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, faithful trader listeners. We made it. What a season. What a deep dive with David. I can't quite... I'm Again, I'll stop. I'm sorry. Okay. I can't quite... I just love the accent. I can't quite believe the show's over. Kind of. In a way. It's... It's a huge cliche, but what a roller coaster truly this season has been. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I want to take a little moment to give Alan a shout out for his very generous donation to the podcast coffee page. You can find the details for that in the episode description if you want to help out. Alan, I love you dearly. You and Annabelle are both my new besties. I promised that that's what would happen. Speaking of Annabelle, if you haven't already, you can listen to our interview special episode. It's available now. And that leads me on to what's in store. Yes, season two of The Traitors Australia may be over, but the podcast season lives on. I still have contestants to interview. Over the next few weeks, I'm hoping to speak to some of the big competitors, faithful and traitors from this incredible season. So keep checking out the podcast social media and making sure you're subscribed to the pod on your platform of choice so that you can get automatic downloads and little notifications as soon as new episodes appear. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at the Tradar Podcast or on X at the Tradar Pod. And you can also email me at the Tradar Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening into the season. I have loved recapping the episodes and I've had so many sweet DMs and emails from you guys and I appreciate each of them so much. They're lovely morale boosts, so um, it really keeps me going. The next time you hear from me then will probably be when I am speaking to an Aussie contestant. If you have burning questions... Yes, the accents come back. If you have burning questions for any of them, send them my way. Until then, stay faithful. Stay faithful.